Well, listen up, scoop close to your host with the most. Chris Smith, as he boasts, we toast as we roast. Any little problem, man, I'll fix it in post. Playing devil's advocate as he hits you with jokes. Who can it be sitting next to me? Yadney, your baby's dad, and he's spitting cum. I'll start over. Fuck, I fucked it's okay. It's okay. No, 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 the longer you wait, the worse this is going to be. Well, Steve. I can't start if you guys are laughing. <laughs> you can, you can, yes, you can. Well, listen up, Scoop, close to your host with the most. Chris Smith, as he boasts, we toast as we roast. Any little problem, and we'll fix it in post. Playing devil's advocate as he hits you with jokes. Who can it be sitting next to me? Adney, your baby's dad, and he's spitting comedy. Magically scorn, I a comic book. Wanna be, you're gonna be hit with a hook. You turn your face into a tragedy. Steve B with the chemistry. Dropping recipes and melodies. Recipe especially using dark humor as his weaponry. Mentally haunting all your dirty thoughts like an entity. No empathy. Just credibility Discussing history, legacy, ethnicity, destinies, felonies, industry, jealousy, memories, pregnancies, tendencies, therapy, heavily alcoholic cast is the remedy. Alcoholic cast is the remedy. Alcoholic cast is the remedy. Alcoholic cast is the remedy, the remedy. Welcome to Alcoholic Ass. Yeah, that was a great first first attempt, too. First try you did that. I <laughs> love it. I love that we do it live. I think the fans love it, too. Oh, so. I sing it yeah, that was one take. live every time. I love I that great. I know that. They're like, huh, why does the intro sound different every time? Oh, it's because it's always live. I'm trying to do something special and different <laughs> for you. I don't know if you know that, but it's like, I'm just like, I'm so, it's like homemade I'm cookies. so awesome. I'm stroking myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, something special and different for podcasts. What other podcast does, exactly. their, does their shit live every time? So, this is Alcoholic Cast. I am your host, Chris Smith. And to my right, I have my co-host, Adney. And to my left, Stevie August Borghese, the other co-host, I guess. I don't fucking know. The, we, we tr- all you're the tri-host. <laughs> yeah. The tri-host. I'm, I'm like Soren from fucking uh, Crash. Occasional co-host. Occasional co-host. And he's like, no, I'm part of this, right? And they're like... Soren, you're not a part of this. Shut up, Soren. (laughs) Go in the back and be pretty. Yeah, re-listening to the podcast, I realize I'm just, I'm the clown. Like, you guys bring a lot to the podcast, and I listen to myself, I'm like, I sound like a fucking moron. This is not I'm just the clown in the background. Yeah, but you wrote, the, you wrote the song, though. That's a big thing. Oh, yeah, I wrote the song. You wrote the song. You wrote the music and the lyrics. That's a big deal. I feel like I, uh... That was no way into the podcast. It's just a thing that was good. We're not gonna say what he did, but he. We're gonna move on. You know, to like, our, to coming, the, coming. He mimed, he mimed dicks in his mouth <laughs> and in his hands. Uh, um, seriously, uh, like we do every podcast. Special thanks, and I want to give special thanks to uh, Darren Marsh. I was just about to say the same thing. Yeah, Darren uh, definitely deserves a shout. Out. And like, cause I only I only met her once at one of the uh, uh, events downtown, and she gave me a wristband. That's like the only time I've ever really like met her. You're a lot closer to her, and yet she's fucking sharing this podcast on Facebook. Didn't ask her to. She's constantly did it. never she's asked like, her to. Yeah, and like awesome. I think that's fucking cool. And she complimented us. So thank you, Darren. We really appreciate it. Definitely. And I would like to give a shout and out to. I told you you were gonna get a shout out, didn't I? <laughs> I'd like to give a shout out to uh, Stephanie, which is um, actually Kelly, who we gave a shout out to last week, I believe. Uh, it's her mom. She's like an aunt to me sort of thing. She always shares Oh, yeah. It. I gave a special thanks to Kelly. Yeah. yeah. She shares it uh, every time. So that's fucking awesome. Really, really I didn't know that. I yeah, dude. Know. Every time. Doesn't even say anything. Doesn't even write. She just shares it. That's cool. It's not like, go listen to this. She just shares. <laughs> which, is, which, which is nice. I got to give a special shout out to 
Bucky. He just had his baby. So good for you, oh, man. Oh, shit. Congratulations, Super stoked Bucky. for you. Uh, does he li- Bucky Buck, the Winter Soldier? You know Be the Winter nasty. Soldier? Does he listen at all or no? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think no, so. No, but still, he deserves a shout out for sure. You know, he yeah. probably will start listening now he's got the baby on his hands because he's always got to have this baby in his hands. He ain't got nothing better to do. Yeah, you, know? you don't want to listen Bucky. to the baby. Yeah. Doing listen great. to us. <laughs> listen yeah, to us, Bucky. Yeah. Bucky has a badass career, dude. Yeah, he's doing it, dude. I'm super pumped for him. His chick fucking makes her own or she's a hairstylist. She also makes her own fucking clothing. Yeah. Dude, congratulations. It's a great family, dude. Successful people. But awesome. kind of on that tangent that you guys were on with the, the whole... Uh, you you said, Adney said that you didn't really... Haven't really met this girl, Darian. I also have... With Darren. Darren. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Darren. I also that have... That's actually a different name of a different person <laughs> that works at the same place. So no, not that person. I also have the same type of... St- thing i guess um i actually met this girl on tinder and i what's funny as i say that i met this girl i haven't met her yet <laughs> he, he but anyways met her yeah i text met I her i always say that nice to meet you in the or when i had a tinder in the okay club. well first of all when chris gets a number off a of tinder that's an accomplishment okay that it was there an is. accomplishment that i even got that thank you give me some fucking pat on the back like god damn <laughs> the struggle is so real for me for some reason in, i can't fucking understand on the, it on the ninth green he swings <laughs> he takes a shot and he gets the number. But anyway, so he I met this girl on Tinder, and she has listened to every episode of the podcast. Just so she's gonna listen to this too. And you and haven't even met her. I haven't met her yet. Nope. So I gotta kind of give her a special shout out. You oh know? Like, fuck yeah! Shout out! Shout, shout, out. shout out to the girl. <laughs> her name's like... Rachel. Guess what her last name is? My... Tinder. I don't know her last name. So it's Rachel Tinder. <laughs> I was trying to think of a pop culture reference I could Tinder. make. <laughs> I was, I, for some reason, McLaren popped into my head. I thought of McAdams. Yeah, something like that. I, don't know. I was like McLaren. I don't know. I was so, names, both of us. The real reason I'm even bringing this up is because I just cannot get any luck. So, throughout my Tinder career, we've all kind of understood that Chris is having a trouble dating. I am having trouble dating. It's been established that is it is known. It is known. It is known. So it is known. I'm finally, like, I'm on Tinder or whatever, and I'm, I'm matching, so I get matches. I have, like, 73 matches, bro. That's and a lot of matches. I think I, that's more than I ever got. I talked to all of them. Every single one, Holy I sent shit, to a message a to. And check it. Only about, I would say, 10 out of all 72, even A, replied, and B, I was only to really able to maintain a conversation with, like, five of them. I actually, I remember matching with this one girl... Who was like a while ago? She was going to college and like she was really pretty and like it started off nice. I was like I got the connection, but she was the worst conversationist I've ever experienced. I was like, wow, you're really not good at That's because, talking, are no, you? She's like, no, women I'm don't not. have to I'm talk so, on that app. She's like, I'm so sorry. That's what I'm getting. Also, and like actually, like we were talking, like she kept like messaging me and everything, but it was just the worst ever. So yeah, so going. it's rough already. It's already rough to try to start a conversation with somebody that you do not know. You don't know similar interests. You don't even know if they like the fucking same alcohol as you. You don't even know if they like alcohol. Well, so that's where the Facebook thing comes in because if you look We're talking about at, Tinder. No, I'm exactly, confused. Exactly. It's connected. It's connected to Facebook. Now, if you scroll Wait, how down, do I look at their Facebook? No, if you scroll down on their Tinder page, it will show Why don't you try you, reading their bio, you I do read their bio. Dick. Listen, if you, you super no, official dick. If you go I'll, on I'll Facebook, about their stupid bio. If you go on Facebook 
and you type in things you like on the search bar, say like things you follow, say comedians, Jim Jeffries. You follow Jim Jeffries. You like Jim Jeffries. You follow uh, uh, what is it called? Motherfucking science. What is that? Or I fucking love science. Yeah, I fucking love. Science. You follow these pages, and those are your interests. So when you have, but what about when, when they don't Tinder, have any interests? But if you go to the interests, that's what I'm saying. Boring. Yeah. Mean, if you well, go to, them. if you, but those are the ones I'm getting matches I'm with. Giving, I'm giving you an example. If you have, if you just put a bunch of your own interests into your Facebook, you will end up getting matches with people and you'll share similar interests. That will give you means to write them and say, hey, you like this, I like this as what well. What Stevie's saying is you need to do some stock work. You know? I can't stock if we don't have any interests in common. But I'm saying if no, no, you no, no. just like, completely fuck, fuck type in said. your own interests. No, 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 no. Fuck what he said. What you do is if you find a match on Tinder, right? Like I want to go after this one. You just fucking type her name into the search engine on Facebook <laughs> or Instagram or but Twitter. But then I don't know her last shut name. The fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's usually some stupid name. They usually have it like they'll say. It's probably um, your middle name. It's probably Marie. Okay. <laughs> That's I'm 90% telling you right now. It's all if Marie. you see a girl's first name, type in Marie afterwards. There's a there's a ninety oh, percent chance. But you're dude, though, find Chris, like a lot of them will have on their bio. They'll say at whatever their Instagram name is or Facebook, whatever the hell it is. So you can type that name into a, one of the search engines, find their social media, and then you can stalk the har- hardcore stalk them and be like, oh, they're into this, this, and this. I don't like any of those things. I'm gonna move on. So I need to stalk them in order to even talk to them. That's the game, homeboy. Yeah, dude, they what? stalk you, dude. Like every, like a so much of the girls that I talk to on Tinder. How the fuck do you stalk were like, people I, on they Tinder? They would admit after a while. I actually kind of stalked you, and I saw your thing, and like some some of the things they were interested in, some of the things they didn't like, and that's just how it goes forward. Everyone stalks each other on social media. That's what it's there for. Yeah, well, then you, apparently I have 73 matches or whatever that are all fucking bots because none of these bitches have interest. None of these bitches have anything. Like, well, I'm looking at it right now and, like, nothing on here. There's nothing. The man. only way their interests pop up is if they are similar to your own. So that's what I'm saying. If you type in more interests on your Facebook, more pages you like, then you will eventually find people with the okay. same interests. Anyways, I don't give a fuck yeah, let, about any of that. Yeah, but stalking, though, stalking <laughs> is... The stalking thing is great. I mean, everyone stalks on Tinder. Don't you like it when someone tells you, you know... Everyone stalks on Tinder? How? That's what I'm trying to get at. How, dude? I'm, I just went through bias. five just, fucking just matches, dude. Tell her, I'm, listen, I'm telling you. Just I'm trying to explain it to you. Just, I'm looking through my matches. I'm look. There is nothing there, bro. No, There's know, nothing fucking I there. I get it. I get look it. At them. No wow. interest. Some people don't even write bios, which is terrible. The first five that I just looked at, there's okay, nothing one, fucking on. This, okay, we got it. Come on. This one, under all of... Any, anything under her bio, all it says is, quote, if you can't get a miracle, become one. That's it. That's all she does. I don't understand. Yeah, so that's probably a camera. Well, yeah, it's, but go to, it's, there's ones that aren't going to be camera. What I'm trying to say is what you are saying doesn't work for the real people that I am meeting. Understandable. Love is Understandable. the emblem of eternity. If they don't put anything in their bio, if they don't put anything in their bio, it is very, if they don't put anything in their bio, it is very difficult to write them. Cause it's well, like, usually when they don't put you, anything in their out, bio, time I just swipe out. left You don't have a starter. It's like, you need, you need a starter. It's like bread. It's like making bread. So that's why he's saying they're bots. But the point is, um, all these fucking women's uh, bios just sound like uh, Jaden Smith's tweets. Seriously. That's it. Oh, shit. Seriously? So, <laughs> so we need to first, just move on to the actual story because we've wasted way more time okay. than I wanted to. So anyways, um, I finally get this girl. We match. When we start clicking, I send her. Man, so as soon as I match with somebody and I get a number, I delete it. Because I'm like, whatever, I got your number. I don't need to know that we're matched on fucking Tinder. <laughs> you delete, wait, you delete them off of your Tinder match? Yeah. 
Yeah. Or you so delete, what you I'm delete noticing, Tinder. No, I delete them off of my Tinder match. That, Not that dude, I delete Tinder. They unmatch the fuck you. Out. Yeah, I've had that happen. That to me. is They're why like, you're not you getting shit. You unmatch me? How, I was like, oh, I thought we were, t- we were exactly. talking Exactly, we're talking now, yeah. Why are you even still looking at the tenor to see dude, if we've matched? Like, this is where you are fucking up, because <laughs> women will go back. We figured it out. We, we just, just, figured, we just it out. figured out your problem. High fives are on the table. What are you so talking, talking about? You can't, you can't, high five. You can't don't, unmatch don't them high five because Chris. you text them, them <laughs> and you're like, why didn't you text me back? And she goes, uh-uh, fuck you, nigga. You're going to delete me. No, no, no. This isn't like first text. I just got their number. It's after we. It's an established conversation. Understandable. But they think you're not interested if they're not a, still a match with you. Let's finish the story. Let's finish this. I want to hear what the rest of yes. God damn, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, they will freak out for the littlest thing. That's fucking stupid. Well, yeah, <laughs> dating is stupid. Well, that's really what I was going to end <laughs> my fucking thing with. But so anyways, okay, I met, not even met this girl, but I got a match on Tinder and we hit it off. And we are talking, I'm talking like, so the first day we talk a little bit. The second day, I really... I hit her hard because um, I've read a bunch of stuff about Tinder because I'm doing it wrong. And they said within the first, like, 24 hours, if you don't get a number, it's probably not going to happen. And so it was within that, like, 24-hour range. So I was like, okay, I need to, like, go for the kill and I need to get the number. So I go for the kill and fucking to Chris's amazement, I got the fucking number. So I'm stoked. Not only did I get her number, but I got another match and I got her number. Like I was like, I was pulling an atom and trying my silver tongue, laying it down and it worked. And so I got both of these girls numbers. And so I kind of got off Tinder and then I tried to like figure out how I was going to like construct this conversation. That's also something I like to talk about. I was like, why do I have to be the conversation starter? Like, you gave me your number, so that's all you have because to do. Like, it's that's so sexy. hard. That's how, this, that's, no, start that's how the species works. It's the male impresses the female. Look throughout all of nature. That's okay, how I can impress you if I can see you. When that's I don't actually the, see you, I don't the feel the need to impress pretty. you. Yeah, but that's the difference right there, is I'm not actually physically seeing these women endorphins aren't getting released in my brain like this isn't a physical thing i'm seeing them through the internet i'm seeing them through a screen it's not the fucking same so they shouldn't treat it as the same i see oh, what you're saying I know, I know that just brought up another good point what you just said right there about uh remember we talked before about when we we're talking about the culture of attraction and how uh chemi- chemically it, it, it's a big thing about the smell of a person like some people could like that exactly person interacting with um, that person. Yeah, yeah yeah it's that like that just that alone of actually standing next to that person you can be way more attracted to them or way less attracted yeah. to them than by the social media that's why yeah. sometimes you'll be like oh this one's done this one's in the bag then you meet them and it all goes to shit because <laughs> it's shit like that and i think like a lot of these girls like if they would have met you in person and got to know you like we know you just having fun they would be like, let's go home. Chris. Like if that was Come the on, case, Chris Smith, let's I would go be home. slaying. Yeah, exactly. You're, but you're they're fucking... only seeing the social media data version Which of you. Which is a bad and they're version like, of Chris. Well, this guy <laughs> seems like kind of an asshole. <laughs> he's, he's, not, he's not telling me what I want to hear. He's just telling me what he thinks. I don't like that. You're right. a peacock <laughs> trying to spread your feathers via internet. That's not... <laughs> you can't do that. You can't just spread yeah, your feathers. your feathers are cropped out. Dude... They know you. They can see your fucking feather angles. Yeah, they, they know. Can see they know the what's bald up. Head. I'm all trying to cover it up with a beanie and shit. He's got no feathers on the top of his head. <laughs> no feathers. You're so, a peacock. You got. You got to spread the wings, my friend. I guess better wings than fly. <laughs> Do peacocks even fucking fly? They get a running jump. They're fat as hell. Chris, you're not fat. Don't worry. You're a skinny <laughs> peacock. We're not calling you fat. We're not fat shaming you, Chris. Oh, Continue though. So, anyways, we're we're hitting it off. So I get the number. 
and I start a conversation. I can't exactly remember how I started, but I do. And so this continues for a solid, like, I want to say, today, it's probably been nine, ten days. So that's not too bad. No, and no, no, we've no. been texting consistently. Like, it's mornings and good nights type oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yeah. Not like XOXO or anything Morning like that. Morning and good nights is like night. a thing because. That's a thing, Even right? now, like, Dakota and I all fall asleep. She'll text me, I won't get it till the morning, I fall asleep. So there you so go. So this is what fucked me up, because I was like, okay, well, we're on a level then, right? Like, so eventually I'm going to see you. So I asked her, she has a kid, and she has a full-time job. I'm not a hater on a woman having a kid. That's okay. Like, shit I've had happens. a lot of moms. Exactly. They're all really, really nice. And oh, she has a full-time job. <laughs> and she works at FedEx, you know? FedEx. So it's like... <laughs> FedEx. FedEx. So I actually wanted to. I said it like that on purpose, and we'll. I'll save that for later. But it's, like, it's how you pronounce FedEx because there's this conversation happening. Is it FedEx or is it FedEx? Yeah, I know a girl that works Federal at Federal Express. I it's know FedEx. a girl that works at Ups. So I mean, yeah, it's the same thing. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and so today we were talking, and I thought everything was cool. And we were going, and I can't remember exactly what I said, but somehow something got brought up about how she went on pretty much two other dates with other dudes and I in this 10-day period right? in this 10-day period within the time that i met dates. her and within the first three days i had already asked her for a date i was like hey we should get a date i'm much better in person and she said something along this line yeah i would be down to go for a date but i have a kid so like you're gonna have to wait and i'll give you the time so, her, was so like, what's okay, her cool. excuse for not going on a date with you was oh, but I have she a kid, so a it's hard for me to get. I have to well, get a babysitter. Well, I asked her on like a Thursday, and I do understand that. Like I like like I said before, I've like I've you know been kind of like dating moms before, and it is hard for them to get a babysitter. Definitely, it's hard to get that thing. Like a lot of times, plans get canceled. You have to make up for it. So I completely understand that. But at the same time, she said that, and then she went on two other dates during this time period. And that's, that's what that's bullshit. Like if you're not interested in me, just tell me. Why'd you even up. start talking to me? What what is this? And is so this that's game? what that was my entire fucking thought process. Right there what you're saying, Adney is like, okay, well then why the fuck are we even talking if you have no um, intention of meeting up with me. You're not giving me. me a horse in this race. She has exactly. the intention of meeting up with you, but not for sex. She just needs a babysitter. I think that's. I'm the babysitter. I think she friends on you, dude. She's like, she's like. So I thought the same. So this all happened at probably like one thirty. She texts me back at three thirty. No, p.m. p.m. This all happened at probably 12. She texts me back at like one thirty because I lit her up because I can't remember exactly how. How I even got it out of her, but it wasn't hard. I didn't like pry it out of her. She told me. Like, yeah. it wasn't like I was like, what were you doing or anything like that. She pretty much just told me, thinking that it wasn't going to be a big deal, but it was a big deal to me. And I fucking got really angry and I blew up. And she was like, uh, let me see if I can try to. See. Best case She's scenario. like, it was a matter of convenience. One guy. Bef one guy was before I started talking to you. The other guy we met for lunch on a Thursday. And That's I was, what I was like, gonna say was it, best case scenario is that like she had them lined up for a while, like and they made plans like a week or two in, in advance because of the kid. Right. So they had to plan it that far in advance. And I can't hate on that. No, and she took <clears> the guys out to lunch. Lunch means you're not getting pussy. Okay. 
I disagree with that because I met a girl on I Tinder. I disagree with that as well. On Tinder. On Tinder. It was on Tinder. Listen, I saw and a like, movie once without we would, in it, and I'm just going to follow that rule. I think Ryan Reynolds was in it, so I stand That's funny Ryan because Reynolds. I was following that rule, too. No, like, I even said that. I took, I, we went out to lunch. We went out to that fuck place in fucking Midtown, and then we came back here, and stuff happened. Lots of stuff. So... In the middle of the day, Annie? Uh, what a gangster. Oh. What do you do with the rest of your day? Did you fall asleep oh, right. at 3? <laughs> well, yeah, that, I, scares, I to, that scares me. I have to wake up at 5 a.m., so yeah, scary. she gets done early. <laughs> and so she could tell once she told me that I was irritated. I was like, whatever, no worries. And she was like, but for real, all you want to do is fuck? And I was like, well, Ooh, it how wasn't. how dare you? I was like, well, it wasn't, but now I could give a shit less. Like, I honestly do not give a fuck anymore. And she said, wow, tell me what you really think. And I was like, okay, do you really want to know what I really think? What I really think is that it's bullshit that you went on two other dates when I asked a week ago when we have been pretty much talking every day since we matched. We agree on things. We have had great conversations, and yet somehow you still think all I want to do is bang. This is what I'm talking about as to why I'm so jaded and why I'd rather go to escorts. Because even though I'm trying and being nice and I'm just being who I am, it's still not enough. Even though someone I thought I was vibing with, it just goes back to the very first thing that we talked about when I was saying why I was so fucking jaded. So yeah, at this point, if we don't meet up, it doesn't surprise me and I could care less. You're also not the first girl that has led me through this fucking same type of fucking shit. And so I could give a shit less. So yeah, that's how I really feel. Okay, so for I gotta tell you, don't you ask to... me how I really feel if you don't want to know how I really feel. It's that okay. simple. But here's the thing: a lot of women will say that they don't mean it, and you gotta know that. But I don't care. You were See, too this harsh. This goes back to us playing the game. Because I refuse at the end to of the play day, the game, dude. At the end of the day, she's never. So I just have to accept not getting laid. Listen, at the end of the day, no woman owes you sex. You're right. You, she does, no woman has to have sex no matter how well you get along or anything like that. And so you have to do the romance. You have to... I know, you, I know that you fuck with romance. We know. Oh, you fuck with romance. <laughs> it doesn't matter that I fuck but, with romance yeah, because even when I try thing. romance, it doesn't work. When a woman asks you, are you just trying to fuck, that's a trap. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a and trap. She's laying that down and it's up to you whether or not you're going to snap the trap. And I know you hate playing the game... But the game is being played no matter what you do. You don't get and to I not will participate. And I constantly lose then. And I'll keep trying to play. That's just how it is. And, and I'll like, keep losing so you have to be I like, look. It. And you could, like the part you said, we were vibing, we were talking well. You could, if you just said that, it'd been fine. And also the whole playing hard to get thing really does work. If you just say, oh, you went another day. It's all oh, that's cool, whatever. And then if you were just not texting her and everything, you just kind of said, and if you made her believe that you had this attitude and you were just like, oh, well, if that's how it's going to be, well, then I'm done. If you met her, if you just, you didn't say those words, but you made her believe it by not texting or talking, it would have done a little bit better. I love that you brought that up because the other girl's number that I brought, <laughs> I played that exact role. I played, I didn't give a shit. I was going to act too cool. I was going to act nonchalant. I brought up little fucking shit that I didn't say shit about. And then she said that I wasn't being forward enough. So, oh, really? I have one girl that's pretty much telling me I'm being too forward, and then I have another girl that's telling me I'm not being I think it goes down to like enough. reading people. You have to know when to play which card, and that is so – it's such a fucking crapshoot. But I will say that 
you being honest, it's a good thing. I think that's great that you're like, hey, listen. No, because honesty isn't getting me anywhere with women. And yet they all sit here and they preach honesty. Exactly. They well, I want I want a guy that's honest. I want a guy that's honest. Okay, I'm trying to get I'm the realest motherfucker they know yeah. and the last person they want to touch with their pussy is me. They rightfully want, so. That's the thing. prostitutes and escorts. They I want, don't blame that's them. That's why on my <laughs> they on want my honesty tenure, in certain categories. Yeah, exactly. They want little white lies when they So need. what you want is the best version of me. You're not going to get that. It's that simple. You're not going to get the best version of me because you do not deserve it. The only people that are going to get the best version of me are the people that deserve the you best version. Listen to this podcast. Yeah. So that's why you guys get the best version of me. That's why Adam gets the best because version. That's why all to, of my friends get the best version of me. We're willing guys, to take the time, our time, to get to know you. It's like it's we're putting in time to get to know you. You put in the time to get to know us, and that is kind of everyone's living in such a fast-paced motion. It's now, 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 now. Especially someone who has a child. I mean, you're not the most important person in their life. That kid is, which you understand that. You know that. Right? You realize so. that. But she's already bringing baggage to the table. She's bringing, okay, I am a single parent. I have a kid. You are cool with that. You weren't even trying to bang. It's Tinder. Place where you go to bang. Exactly. And yet you are over here saying, that's not my intention. I think we're vibing well. I actually want to take you out. I don't want to yeah, go. You never, you didn't say, hey, come over so we can, you know, touch each other's genitals. I have tried that though. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah, but in this yeah. case, you Doesn't didn't do that. You said, <laughs> you just asked for a date. Like, yeah. what? Like, you can go up to someone on the street and be like, hey, do you want to go on a date with me? And like, I think like, I'd have better luck just walking on the fucking side of the street at like 3 p.m. and getting a girl when she's just coming out of her office, you know. She's tired and doesn't yeah. know how to think. Hand her a flower. <laughs> be like, I thought you were pretty. Hand her a flower. <laughs> just one, you know. I mean, you didn't write her and say Hulu and do you with a question mark. Exactly. Like, you didn't write that. IMAX and Climax. Yeah. But I have tried. I can't even lie because I have tried because I have seen that way work as well. So I have, I'm trying everything. Hey, honestly, work. I, well, on my Tinder before I deleted it, it said, be honest with women, they said, dot, dot, dot. They find it attractive, they said, dot, dot, dot. Okay, well, don't smack me in the face when I meet you for the first <laughs> time and I ask you to spend the weekend camped out on my face. And that, I actually got messages from that. And I was like, oh, I've gotten messages. The only reason and then I also she... put a what what is it called stay for the come for the free tacos stay, right. or stay for the makeout or come for the makeout session stay for the free tacos. I don't know. I just put something with that tacos because women love tacos. There's they all so much. It's like bacon. Like you men, need to just put what the bacon word... is for men. Tacos are for dude. Women. You just put the word <laughs> according to the internet. Do you like tacos on your profile? That's it, Chris. And women will be all about it. I wasn't getting that many hits before, like when I first did my profile. But then I redid it, and I've redone it, and I've redone it, and I've gotten more hits with the profile that I currently have than all the other ones. And it has one picture of me, and then the next ones are memes. Okay, memes that are funny as shit. What's the picture of you look like? I want to see the picture. That's me. Dude, that's such a bad picture. Like, like you need to take better pictures, homeboy. Oh, it's a picture of my face. I'm sorry. Oh, that's how I good. look. This one's actually better because no, you're in a like, suit. No, like, it's no, my no. face. But it's your face, like, zoomed in. Yeah. Like, you're, zoomed, yeah. you're taking up the you're, entire picture. You went to film That's school. every fucking picture I see on there when it's a fucking lady. Are you kidding me? The majority of the pictures are there of females ladies, are though. an extreme fucking close. There's other fucking pictures Listen, in there. hold on, hold on. 
Chris, listen. I've also and changed I, my first picture. I've also is, changed okay, my first picture. There are pictures that you have. Dude, women love a good style. That's not they, true. There are pictures on there where I am fucking suited up. There's one picture of you. There's two pictures of actual you. One of them is really good. It, he, look at him. He looks good in this one. That needs to be your fucking default picture. No, it picture. doesn't because that was my default before and I didn't get shit for matches until I switched but it. But you changed... You, it was your default, but then you changed your profile. No, that's, that's what I'm you telling you. You didn't change your bio? I have you said done you it all, man. I would love to give you my app and be like, here, please, figure it out for me. And okay. then you magically figure it out. I think, we need, I think we just need to like give this boy a Tinder makeover. Yeah. And, like, no, because, like, okay, so what I was getting at, anyways, what I was getting at, send me a picture of your dick to what we're going to get you on To what you were saying with the whole tacos phrase. I wasn't getting a lot of hits because it, there wasn't a lot of shit on there or whatever. So I revised it. And once I revised it, I started getting hits regardless of the picture. I got hits with both pictures. I've gotten more hits with this picture than the other one. But it's because of one line in particular. And it says, when you have a plethora of dicks at your mercy. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. What? If you can't hold, if you can't hold a conversation like a normal person, but expect me to go above and beyond for you. When you have a plethora of dicks at your disposal. You are surely mistaken. And somehow, that got me more than anything else I had put on there. Because it's it a challenge. Women, yeah, yeah. It shows you have confidence. And women are like, ooh, that's a challenge. Like I need you to write him first. This instead of me earning you. So I haven't even gotten to the, the meat, the, the potatoes. So that yeah, line keep, right there, those yeah. are your peacock feathers, dude. Those are your feathers. It's just frustrating. So anyways, I talked to this girl, I'm I'm matched, and I'm finally excited, you know, because we all know how much of of a problem I'm having with dating, and I shouldn't be, because I'm not an ugly person, you know? I'm not a bad person or anything like that, and I'm having a really hard time dating, and it's super frustrating. So anyways, I'm sitting over here thinking that, like, okay, finally, I'm at least going to get a date. I'm not even thinking about fucking sex. I'm thinking about, like, right on, I'll, I'll be able to take out a fucking girl that I enjoy talking to to a place that I want to fucking go to so I don't look like a loser at this place that I don't want to go to alone. Yeah. Like, that's beside, that's, the, the getting laid's not even into my fucking parameter. And then she fucking drops the bomb. We're like, oh, I've already been on fucking two dates. You ain't shit. That's what it made me feel like. It made me feel like, oh, You're even though we've special. been sitting here having these fucking conversations. Past week, two dudes have failed. Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, you ain't shit. So I was just like, fuck, like, what the fuck ever? And then she hit me back up and listened. Did she go like, wait, did she say, like, why didn't I get a date? And she goes, well, let's be honest. The two guys that I went on a date with, they have two podcasts. They have two podcasts. And that is why I went on a date. They got a stack of cash. They have a stack of casts. They have the actual video podcast. There's like footage. They do live podcasts. And you're third in line. Sorry. <laughs> their they name, have their name is on their, their name is way more clever, and they came up with it in the first try, not the third try, like you guys did. <laughs> so I'll just you know they didn't upload she listens, their first three episodes out of order <laughs> with different names on each podcast. <laughs> we are fucking ass. We went episode we? three, then episode one, then episode four. <laughs> That's our podcast. Look, before our... Chris reads this, let me just say the people listening. Please share the podcast. (laughs) We would really appreciate it. Our shitty little stupid pop, please. If you share our dumb, moronic podcast, if you just put it online, go listen to these guys. It might be dumb and moronic, but it's fucking funny. I have people hitting me up. It's funny, okay? Which makes me happy. That's what we're here for. We're here to make people laugh 
and they're laughing at our problems. So yeah, laugh yeah, yeah, at Chris yeah. all you fucking want. So please <laughs> share the podcast, guys. We'd really appreciate it if you did share it. Yeah, man. Help us get a sponsor. Yeah. Oh, so, <laughs> so yeah, I was really butthurt. And it's like, man, why am I butthurt? I've never even... I, so this is my first problem. Why the fuck am I so butthurt? I don't feel like I should be this butthurt. But you I feel should. like I have... But, somehow built a relationship because we've been talking for this fucking long. You invested you know? like, time. That's I invested. That's what, it, that's what it was. It just... I've quoted this on a podcast before, but anything lost can be regained except for time wasted. As a quote from that movie Fresh, which is about like a 12-year-old drug dealer. Yeah. That, that, that hell of a quote, <laughs> though. Hell of good. Hey, Chris, Chris, love, it's a motherfucker. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, she hit me back up with some truth and she like, uh, waste his time 2016 is that what you did to, that you? that's what I was honestly gonna text her I was like oh waste his time like, and I Chris was so hates fucking... that fucking and she was like you oh took me meeting so those other guys as dismissing you and that's not the case the simple fact is that I have talked to you most out of anyone I have met on Tinder I'm genuinely interested in you I honestly like your podcast personality and everything that I have learned about you so it is far a good podcast. I think we do have similar interests and have had great conversations think honestly i'm kind of intimidated by you i just don't know how to explain it but i am that sounds like a cop out so there's more to this but i don't i don't want to get too far into it so i'll just give you the overview her ex which is her baby daddy committed suicide probably shouldn't have put that on the podcast that's not your story to tell. That's true, but I but it is my story because I'm telling. No, not, what that's she, not my story. But I'm trying. All you could all you had to say was she's been through some shit. Okay, well then I'll bleep that out and then all I'll right, say we'll she's been through out, some okay. shit. Okay, so she's been through some shit. So the fact that she's been through some shit, I should have been more understanding, and that I wasn't. That's really what made me upset. I don't know if. Is should I? Wait, if you didn't know the shit that she went through, prior? but I did prior. She didn't like just tell me like this had already been established through these couple days of talking. So so what? But like, is she saying that because of that that specific thing that she has uh, relationship problems essentially an issue with? Uh, but but that still doesn't really. That's what I was trying to the say. Action. Like, uh... like if she like if she were to say. Uh, I'm not looking for anything I need right to, now. I she did to say I would really like to have like an actual conversation with you and not a text. So I if she said I need to, points a little bit more. I need to be texting you for at least three weeks before I do the date. And those guys' days of after three weeks just came up recently. I think that would make more sense yeah. in a way. But like just saying that, okay, I went through some stuff. That's why I went on those two dates and not with you. Um, even though it, she's making it seem like she's more into you than any other person she's talking to, and yet she's not putting in the effort. Well, see, that's, that's what like I thought when you too. ever you hear a girl say, like a girl who had sex with like a bunch of guys on the first night, but then she meets a guy who she really likes. She's like, I don't want to sleep with him because I really like him. That logic makes zero sense to me, and that. It's like that. Feel like that's the same thing. I really like this one, so I don't want to go on a date with him yet. That, she like, says that you know, I intimidate her. No sense to me at all. No, that it's like Matt scared. Damon in Good Will Hunting when he's like, "I'm not gonna call her," and he's like, I, I, "This girl's fucking perfect right now. I don't want to ruin that." And it's like maybe, maybe you're, you're too perfect. perfect right maybe now. you're perfect right now, <laughs> and you don't want to ruin that either. And I mean, of course, she didn't tell you I have these issues. That is why I'm going on these dates. Uh, maybe she she's doesn't really. Maybe she's not over the situation because, of course, she has something there to remind her every day. It's her kid. I mean, it reminds her. She Don't looks at give. Her. Okay, 
So it's something to remind the person of whatever tragedy they, you know, they went through or anything like that. So of course, getting back in the dating field, that's kind of difficult. Like, right. And that's why that was the first thing that I said. That was, I was like, cause, cause this was brought up like day one, day two, if that like, okay, okay. this shit happened. And so I'm a little damaged goods. And I was like, okay, no problem. I get that. We can work on it. It's got to communicate essentially. Like, and I just feel like at some point something got lost and, but she did. So I expressed my, my feelings, and I was like, I think this is bullshit. And then she was like, okay, well, here's what I think. And so now the the playing field isn't as bad as it was when I first started. Now I kind of do still want to go on a date with her. Is that so bad? Like, no, not at all. That's not bad at all. You You expressing the way that you feel shows that you care. I think that's a good thing. And what fucks me up is how, why do I care if I haven't even met this person? I've never even met I, this person. That doesn't how mean, do I fucking care? That doesn't I got mean invested you're not going to care. Yeah, I got doesn't... invested in words, man. But that's words. good, though. It's better to be invested in... It's, it's one thing to be in, invested in physical beauty. Yeah, it's but easy to, to get invested yeah, in tits. That's exactly. an easy thing to do. Easy to get invested in someone you're sexually attracted to. But to get invested over words, that's a whole other thing, man. That's exciting. We the, sexted. Like... I don't sext. And I was like, I felt like I was Stevie writing erotic novels and shit. Like, oh, dude, yeah, first off, you all gotta, you gotta do it. Like, you have to. I don't write erotic I, like, novels. I'm, a, I'm the best writer. Now I have to write. A, now I have to write erotic <laughs> novels because you just said that. When I first start, when I first start talking to a chick, I'm the best writer I've ever been. Yeah. When we're sexting, like, yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, and the, I'm the best writer I've ever been when we first start talking, and then. As it gets longer and longer into the, I'm like, yeah, whatever, dude. I become like this Boston guy. I'm like, yeah, cool. See you in a few, you know, say cool. Yeah, whatever. Fucking, you know, you, you start kind of dumbing yourself down. It's not as elegant and, and suave and articulate. Like, it's how so funny to be romantic anymore. Because I already got you in the sack. I do. <laughs> Because I was talking to was her kidding. all before Valentine's Day and all that, and I was talking to her so much, so I was like, you know what, I think I'll take this girl to Deadpool with us. Because we all went and saw Deadpool over yeah. the mm-hmm. weekend, and so I was like, fuck it, I'll take her to Deadpool. Good thing I didn't take her to Deadpool. That would have been a bad mistake. Like, goddamn. Yeah, and uh, I... Fantastic oh, movie, though. Sorry, I can relate. We'll bring it back to Deadpool. One second, I can relate to... I, I understand where she's coming from. I just got out of a sort of kind of relationship with someone who was a mother, a single parent, and it was very difficult. I mean, she was living in Sacramento, so I would have to constantly drive there, but there was always an issue because... There was a lot of baggage in that. Yeah, a lot of baggage, and the first time we went to hang out, she told me, come down, I was already going down to Sacramento to hang out with uh, two friends of mine, that were boyfriend and girlfriend now getting married. Um, going to their party, their Halloween party, and she was like, come over to my house, come over to my house. Sweet. So we make plans, and she bails on it, bails on the plans. And I drove all the way down there. You know, she was a part of it. And I was like, fuck you, fuck it. I'm done talking to you. I'm done talking to you. That's it. And then she basically kind of turned it around and made me feel bad. That's kind of what's happening. She was like, you have to understand, I am a fucking single parent. I'm trying to raise a kid. And her kid has autism, so it's a little bit worse. Dropping hands. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and she made me feel like shit. And she goes, give me one more chance. She goes, you know and what? I got to preface gonna, before, you, to before you, you continue to be like, to, for some people who don't understand why you're upset and they're like you're a dick, there's nothing like there's very few things worse than fucking believing hundred percent you're gonna get laid and then not. 
<laughs> like someone says and tells you, oh, I'm going to have sex with you. This is going to be an awesome thing that we're going to have together. And you get so – and like your whole two weeks is built up to this and all of a sudden, uh, no, we can't hang out. She was literally talking to me about how she's never had an orgasm from sex. And I'm like, that's going to happen. And she's like, I would love for it to happen. So yeah, that that also happened. Right, so let's see if we continue. Um, but yeah, that was the thing for her. So what was really cool about this one, she was like – you know what? I'm going to make it up to you. I'm driving up to Reno. And she actually fucking manned up. She did. Womaned up. Whatever. She drove here and Grew she told balls, Des to give me more blowjobs. <laughs> Grew some balls, metaphorically speaking, and she drove to Reno, which was, okay, now now I'm in this. But it didn't work out. Um, but it was still cool of her to actually do that. But like I said, I kind of understand where this single mom is coming from in a sense, only because, I mean, I'm not a single mom myself, of course. But... It is kind of like a hectic situation. You're trying to be there for your kid, which is good. You should be, if you do continue this with her, you should kind of be proud that she puts her kid first and that she wants to, uh, you know, nobody else is really as important of her spending time with her child because I have witnessed single moms who want to go out and party all the time yeah, and they leave do their anything kids they off. Can. Yeah, leave their kids off with their parents or with somebody else because they're always trying to live that young lifestyle. Right. Yeah, I, and I dated, like when I was a single mom, I was dating a mom and she had two kids, which is a huge fucking thing for such a young person. And it was, I think it was like right in the middle of she would try as hard as she could to make time to come see me. She would drive out to my apartment. We'd go out together and come back to my apartment. She would like bring me dinner, that kind of thing. It was a great thing going on, but every now and then she'd be like, oh no, I'm just, I gotta be with the kids. I'm like, oh, no problem. And then sometimes like, I would hang out with her and her kids and we'd all have, right. could do a thing together. And they actually started to really like me and I, we did build up a connection there like with her kids oh, and all man. that. And so that was like, I thought that was a really good blend of like, yeah, there is times where... I could tell you're a really good person because you put your kids first a lot, but at the same time, you're also putting energy towards me by taking the initiative and putting effort in and trying to see me. And like that is a really – those are really good signs. Yeah, it's, it feels good. It, like this person's life revolves around their child, which it should be. That's your yeah. fucking kid. Your life changes when you have a kid, but you're taking the time out to – try to be around me and you know enjoy my company, that means a lot more than a single girl trying to come hang out with you. That means this person's actually taking time out of their day to come see you. You are more important than just some random hangout. You you know, right. you are somebody different. They're looking at you in a, yeah. in a certain way. Yeah. And plus they want to bring you around their kids with that beard. I mean that's <laughs> with that beard of all, all beards. Right. Let's so, go back to Deadpool. Yeah, that's that's Deadpool. the summary of Chris's uh, dating life, and it's a struggle. So we'll probably have little segments like that that keep popping up because you guys love Chris's laughing struggle. at my struggle. Chris's so. struggle. That's going to be part of the podcast. <laughs> is Chris's struggles? <laughs> so now we're going to swing over because we were talking about Deadpool, which was an amazing movie. Yeah, but like, I'm going to let Adney. Yeah. Take so. This uh, as like we've talked about in the last podcast, we all hate the idea of Valentine's Day, and so we're not gonna celebrate that. We're gonna celebrate Deadpool Day. Uh, the it's actually the second R-rated superhero movie to ever be made. The first was Blade in 1998, but it wasn't really like you know produced as it wasn't like promoted that way. Anyways, I think we should give a brief history for people. So some people like might not know of the reason why Deadpool this movie is, so is such important. a big deal. Yeah. Um, Especially the 20th Century Fox. Yeah, so 20th Century Fox, of course, uh, they acquired the rights for, for the X-Men 
from uh, Marvel Studio when Marvel was going bankrupt. That's how X. That's how they got the idea for X Men. And then the, Sony the got, rights to it. I and mean, and then Sony got uh, Spider Man because of that reason as well. Right? Yeah, Didn't they were going they bankrupt, so they were selling off their most yeah. popular characters. The most popular character they had was Spider Man. That went to Sony first. The second most popular property was X Men, and that went to Twenty Century Fox. They got it back. Third, oh, they got they it back. Really, they didn't really get it back. Yeah, but, but they got it back. X Men. No, that's why they. No, still... no, no, no. X Men is still at Twentieth Century Fox. Oh, okay. I th- okay, I thought they got. They're it doing back. a deal with Sony to do Spider Man in the Marvel Cinematic oh, okay. Universe. Oh, so maybe that. So was that's why. Issue. That's why Marvel was such a like. Everyone was so amazed was because they sold off their most popular characters. Number one, Spider Man went to Sony. Number two and three, X Men: The Fantastic Four went to Twentieth Century Fox. And so they're like, we, all our most popular characters are gone. Let's take what's left. And they did. And then now look at it. It's the most popular comic book franchise there. Um, anyway, Even something so, like the Guardians of the Galaxy that was supposed to be a flop ended up being one of the best no one things knew. Marvel's ever I never ever read done. any of those comics. I couldn't really tell you anything about them before that movie came out. And it's fucking amazing. And check that out. That movie came out, right? And then... <laughs> But, okay, so 20th Century Fox, they had the rights to X-Men and all the characters involved with the X-Men. And they made the first X-Men movie in 2000, was critically acclaimed, made a lot of money, X2 even more so, X3. They changed the director from Brian Singer to uh, Brett Ratner. No, was it Brett Ratner? I think it was. He's just some douche who just fucked it up because he didn't have a connection. The reason why the first X, the first two X-Movies were so good was because... the. Um, the director and writer, Brian Singer, felt a, a special connection with the story. I've talked about in last podcast how originally the X-Men were an allegory for the civil rights movement. They represented a group of people, black people, who were being oppressed for the way they were born, for look, for being a certain way. So, oh Chris, God, turn that fucking thing. I'm sorry. So, God, I have a nitro beer. A fucking beer. No, this is how these open. This is what I was trying to tell you earlier. These nitro IPAs So, you should have opened it in the kitchen. I didn't know. I didn't know. You already spilled two beers I didn't, on no, my blanket. No. No, I love it that Chris is like, no, I was going to tell you guys, this is how it opens. And you're like, she'd open the kitchen. He goes, I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> but you just said you knew. Uh, I didn't know I was going to make the noise. What I thought it was going to do was just because every can does that. Like you open it and it wants to fucking explode yeah, because there's no carbonation. So you brought it over next to all of our equipment. <gasps> Chris, I'm sorry, Adney. Dick. Continue. <laughs> I apologize. Chris's Chris equipment. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I fucked you up. I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. Like I was saying, that Brian Singer was especially was able to do such good X Men movies, and he came back, of course, to do Days of Future Past, the most successful X Men movie, because Brian Singer is gay, and the way he wrote the X Men movies whoa, were. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Just because he you know, made a shitty X-Men movie, you don't got to call him gay. No, he made the good ones. He made the good oh, ones, okay, dummy. Oh, okay, okay. All right. God. <laughs> you weren't paying attention to anything I said. And I'm saying the reason why he felt the connection was because he basically saw them... Oh, yeah, he like, saw... Okay. the modern civil rights movement. That's how he saw it was basically just like... He's like, okay, so I'm going to look at them as an allegory for gay rights this time. Of Here's another group of people who were born rights, a certain yeah. way... And because of that, they're looked down upon. They don't have the same rights as everyone else, and every the majority hates them, and talk and just like you know, you're not a real, you're, you're not, not a real one of person. us. You're not yeah, one of yeah, us. Exactly. You're, you're less than that, and we need to get rid of you. And so that's how he saw. It. And there is in the second X movie X two, there's an actual scene where one of the mutants, Bobby, who plays Iceman. He, they go to his home, and, and he, he comes right out. His parents, right? He yeah. comes out. If With all you have to do, wings, right? Is that what? It no, is? he's not there. That's oh, in the third one. Oh, that's in the okay. third one. 
but bad. but um, he, if you just replace the word mutant with gay, it's the exact same thing. It means the exact same thing, and it all fits. It's like I have something to tell you guys. And even his mom says, "Hey, have you tried not being a mutant?" <laughs> Holy and, shit, like, that's crazy. That's you so forgot cool. That? Yeah. No, no, no. I'm saying that's so cool that he did the that. Yeah, and like and like so they Was got he director and writer. Yeah, Sorry. and they got yeah he was director and writer of the first two. They got rid of him. They got Brett Ratner in, and he did a horrible job with the third one. That guy was straight as hell. That's why it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's and that's and there's precedent for that because then he's like I'm telling I'm telling the struggle of bros like when you're a bro and you can't get laid. This is the struggle I'm telling. After after that flop, they made X Men Origins Wolverine. Made by a straight man. I'm not like I'm not. I'm not, I'm not is, saying anything. And it's about testosterone. It's all about testosterone. Yeah, and that yeah. movie was fucking hor- notoriously horrible. Every it's one of the worst comic book movies ever made, which is really saying something. Yeah, and Hugh Jackman's fucking good looking guy. It's like it made me want to have less sex with Hugh Jackman. I'm just saying. That <laughs> but anyways, in that movie, X Men Origins, they introduced Deadpool. Deadpool has a huge comic book following. Uh, they didn't give him the name Deadpool, did they? They did. Oh, they they did. actually they, did in the movie? They called, but they, they did the stupid version. In the comics, well, in like when they made the comic book version of Deadpool, it was basically a parody of a DC character. There's a, like If you look at DC's <sighs> roster and then Marvel's roster, there are so many characters that are just rip-offs of each other. They ripped off you, you rip off them, that kind of thing. Uh, he's a rip-off of Deathstroke. Um, and of course, the way they tell it is, no, we designed him after Spider Man. Deathstroke, Deadpool. Yeah, they said <laughs> they said we made we made Deadpool as a like kind of like Spider Man, you know, similar costume, but Spider Man with guns and knives or whatever. And that's how they sell Deadpool. But really, it seems like they just looked at Deathstroke and like, let's make fun of that. He's a mercenary. He's very serious. He has this costume that's black and orange. He uses swords and guns. We're going to do that same thing, but guess what, motherfuckers? We're going to change the orange to red. Suck it. We're Marvel. And we're going to make it funny. <laughs> we're going to make it funny and not serious. Death, what's the word for death? Death. D- d- dead. Dead. Stroke? That sounds like a swimming thing. Pool. Deadpool. Got it. We did it. And get this. Deathstroke's name is Slade Wilson. Deadpool's name is Wade Wilson. <laughs> oh, no, we're not, we're not copying you. It's parallel thinking. Come on. Parallel and then, thinking. And then, no, they later, they later said like, oh no, we we just made his name that way because we wanted it to as like a parody kind of thing. And he has acknowledged that in the comics. Like they've they've acknowledged it. Like they've had you know crossovers where he was in the DC universe and all that stuff. But they just made him more funny, and then they decided to do. Something that no other comic was doing, which was breaking the fourth wall, acknowledging he's a comic book character, acknowledging oh, the reader. Oh, in the comic book? Yeah, that's a big I thing. Gotta read that's the that's why I was so that's excited. Why you broke the fucking, that's why I was so excited when they did it in, in the, the movie. Sh- really? In the movie. But yeah, like, so, so I didn't even better. read the comic, and I I knew that. Well, I I like that he broke the fourth wall, but I didn't know it was because he did it in the comic book. That is amazing. That's but, so much cooler. Yeah. Um. So he, he was already a huge pop. So when they introduced him in X Men Origins Wolverine. He wasn't in costume, which is played by Ryan Reynolds, who later told us that he had no dialogue. He made up all his dialogue for the movie. Seriously? Yeah. Um, that's what he says. Shit. And uh, so... Come and on, the, let's, let's be real. Oh, okay, there's let's no fucking way. Deathstroke, Deadpool, but have you seen who's X-Men more popular? Have Nobody you, knows who Deathstroke is. Have you seen X-Men Origins Wolverine? Because like, he doesn't really have anything that really promotes the plot in his introduction anyways. So in his introduction, we were all kind of blown away. Everyone who watched that movie was like, wow... Ryan Reynolds is actually really good. His character, he has the same smart mouth, a very, very similar sense of humor to what Deadpool does in the comics. And he just fit it so neat 
and nice. And like, well, this is like the best casting we've seen in a long time. This is very promising. But at the end of that movie, they threw it all in the trash. All that goodwill they built up, they threw it away by making him this weird amalgam of all these different powers. In the comics, he has no powers. He's just a mercenary. And then he enters the Weapon X program, and he's given uh, Wolverine's power of regeneration. And that's why he's able to you know, recuperate. So that's his only real power in the comics. And in that movie, they gave him like 20 different... They gave him Cyclops' powers. They gave him the regeneration. They put swords in his arms like uh, Baraka from Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. And they, they, all... they took away his mouth. He's called like his biggest, his, mouth. Yeah, his biggest they stick. They his mouth shut. His biggest gimmick is he's the merc with the mouth, and we're gonna take. So I was like, and I told that before. It was like how they took, they made it, they showed promise, and they took away everything that made Deadpool Deadpool, and so everyone was upset and mad. And Ryan Reynolds was especially mad, and he was like, talked about it for years about how he wished he could have done it better and all this and that. And then he started like talking. People wanted to do their own script, and he fought for it, and he just just kept going at his and he had bad movie after bad movie after bad movie and his career was on the down slope i mean he got blake lively so it's hard to feel sorry for him oh, yeah. but he kept he wanted this movie so and bad the best body and in everyone Hollywood. and everyone agreed that he was so good in the role they wanted more and he finally like they that leaked footage happened and everyone was like we need this and then it finally got fought for it. he's a producer on it and we finally got this movie and everyone was like it needs to be r-rated what Deadpool is as a character, what makes him so popular, is R-rated to anyone else. If you try to tone that down and make it a PG-13... It's not going to be Deadpool. And like, for anyone who doesn't realize, that, there's a big reason why studios will want a movie to be PG-13. It reaches a, ri- uh, a wider audience, and you're going to make more of your money back. That You kind of need to do that. Every other superhero movie is PG-13 so they can get all the kids in there and it's made so much money. But Deadpool, they were like, no, we have to make it R-rated to be true to the character and really get the hardcore fans. They took a leap and they took a chance, which yeah, is amazing. This movie was made for $58 million. $58 million. Now, X-Men, Days of Future Past, which was the most successful X-Men movie for Fox... That had a $200 million budget. $200 million. Opening weekend, it earned $215 million. Wow, Opening they weekend. broke even. That's, on, a, that's, a, pretty that's, good, good. that's a pretty good, yeah, right? Uh, Deadpool, as impressive. I said, $58 million budget, opened $135 million domestically. Another $125 million international for a total of $260 million. Opening weekend or opening day? Opening weekend. Opening weekend. Holy shit. So in the same time frame with almost a fourth of the money for the actual budget, uh, advertising is something that's a different animal, they made even more cash. Plus... That's not. There was no 3D release for Deadpool. Right. No 3D release, so you have which to, is why. So it was only fifty-eight million dollars. 3D hurt my. 3D hurts my eyes. That's also another. That. That's an addition to why it only cost them fifty-eight. If they would have done it in another, had another 3D release, it would have cost them. It would have jumped from fifty-eight to seventy-five, easy, if not a hundred. Before you get going on your stats, I wanted to say that. 
uh, Zoolander 2 also opened this weekend and got crushed. God smashed. Made like 13 million. And I'm million. so happy because what Hollywood so is going to realize dude. from this release is that they can make R-rated comics and that they can't keep feeding us the sequel bullshit that like they a keep sequel trying just for to fucking exactly exactly trying to continue trying to excite the fucking people who, oh you loved this exactly. movie back in the yeah, day didn't exactly. you well, guess making what? a movie you because of the brand want. name and not because of the story Look at dumb and dumber and oh, you we'll mentioned talk about that later you mentioned Guardians of the galaxy right yes oh, everyone loves that movie it's a great fucking it's movie fucking i bought it i own it i love that movie i, I, I could have watched it illegally all day but i didn't i bought it <laughs> i went and paid for a ticket to see it and then i bought the movie because i wanted it i wanted it because i'm because we're all big believers in if you if you believe in something, if you really want something to succeed, you should pay for it because okay. you're helping that out and you're going to help that thing, something like it, get financed afterwards. And I that- saw Hateful Eight. Sorry, I saw Hateful Eight on on my TV pirated twice and then I went to the movies and paid for it. That's when something's that me. good. You got to show your appreciation. that good. You have Cause to all, show cause, your appreciation. Because the reason movies get made is because the studio says – I'm going to put money behind this. I'm going to take this risk. They're only going to take that risk if they think – if you buy a ticket. If they're seeing this thing is making money, then they'll put their money behind it to make more. That's how you get content. That's how you get the things you love. But what I was going to say is Guardians of the Galaxy, opening weekend, made $219 million. $219 million. That is less. That's $41 million less than Deadpool for a portion of it. And that's and it's R rated too. It's not only was it not in P, well, not only was it not 3D, but it was also an R rating. So everyone perceived it as the reason why no superhero movie really besides Blade Wait, was R rated. Galaxy was R rated. What? Oh no, no I, I, th- I, no, I thought no. you meant Guardians of the Galaxy was R rated. No, 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 I apologize. Since this was the only like real real comic book adaptation that was R rated, and they like it was R rated. It was fucking. It was not in 3D. All these things that made it seem like this is not going to make movie. It def- it defied completely typical Hollywood convention. Very simply, Deadpool changed the game. I completely agree. It completely – the one problem that I have with Deadpool changing the game is I feel and – I'm throwing a blank right now because I should know this and I fucking don't know it. But the director of Guardians of the Galaxy actually just came James out. Gunn. James Gunn came out with an article in Vanity Fair that was saying that because of Deadpool's success, he feels that now we are going to get bombarded with comic book heroes that we don't know. So first of all, it's not going to be like an established theme. Like Deadpool's already established. Everybody already kind of knew within the comic book world of who Deadpool was. So now we're going to get... Um, people, we don't know who the fuck they are. They're just going to start making up superheroes. They're constantly going to be breaking the fourth fucking wall, and they're constantly going to be demeaning. Oh, we're going to get the copycats. Okay, yeah, exactly. the copycats. So the it's copycats. like in a lot they're of They're going to be like, oh, you're not smart enough to... Because what Deadpool did is he did it in a Deadpool way. So what they're going to be trying to do is imitate Mimic Deadpool. That. Yeah, they what they did, everything they did in that movie was quintessentially Deadpool. That was all established before the film was made. But now they're going to take characters who don't do that and try to make them do that. Is that what you're trying to say? Because That's it's what I'm new exactly and different. I could, it's, I different agree. From, I think it's, it's different from the actual Marvel Universe of what we've been getting. It's the idea of we are watching people act out their life. But then Deadpool interacts with you. It interacts with the audience. So, of course... Well, this worked out. That's the problem with people. That's the problem, or the problem with Hollywood in general. And that's why 
they do these sequels all the time, it's because this worked. This worked, so let's mimic that. It has to work again, right? It has to work again, but that's not what we want. We don't want repeats. We want something new and exciting. Don't you want to continue to grow? I mean, yes, it is good to have something... It's, it's sometimes it's good to have sequels. Godfather, for instance, uh, fucking <laughs> That's Dark Knight, Dark Knight, right there. We could talk all day about how se- some sequels some have changed. Sequels. Yeah, you told me Francis Ford Coppola. I want to start talking about our Dreamcast. But all of a sudden. what I'm saying, oh, so we need like to. I said, had, we had some stuff to before we get to that. So, like you said, they seen that this works. That rate, that R rated, the break in the fourth wall. So they are gonna attempt and I wanna, to repeat that. Not just 20th Century Fox, but other. Uh, production companies as well. They're going to try to fucking, you know, do everything they can to kind of like, everyone tries to, what's it called, balance out with each other. This person does this. Everyone... Uh, it's working for them. I'm going to do it. Okay, um, there you go. Sorry. The reason why DC is trying so hard to catch up with Marvel with the shared universe thing because it was so successful. But you you said something just now. You were talking about how copycats, how if something's successful in Hollywood and people love... To copy it. And I talked about last podcast and I, I listened to it and I wasn't clear enough. Um, I was talking about – when we were talking about race and I said how this is the one thing they're not copycat. This is not – this is the one trend they're not picking up on. Fast every, and furious. Yeah, every other trend they are like this. Like James Gunn was saying that this is going to be a trend now. Yeah, this is successful. People are going to copy it. Avengers, we have a shared universe. Avengers was – the first time we had a share a bunch of movies who had a shared universe and they brought it all together and now you have like universal they want to do like a shared universe of all their classic movie monsters the oh, uh, yeah, wolfman uh that. you know dracula with Robert Frankenstein. England, with you know every all the horror monsters they want to do a shared universe uh, they want to do a shared because dc was like we can do that they started with- doing that um like so many properties like we need to copy that which there was um, that movie what's that movie that we watched together that that the one girl that i was talking about at the time she showed us it was that it was almost like a, a shaky cam movie, but he was a whore. He was a um, serial killer. He was a serial killer. <gasps> I don't remember the I name. I know what you're talking about. That was an amazing movie. But it was, yeah, exactly. Fuck, I can't remember the name now. You it gotta was, give me an actor so I can at least can, look at it. There was up. no no names. No, no, it was such a cheaply made movie, but he it was, was a serial it killer. It was the most meta thing I've ever it seen was in my life. a meta serial killer movie taking place in the same universe as every other serial killer. So he idolized. Uh, Freddy Krueger, he idolized Michael Myers, Chucky, all these other people. What? This sounds like an amazing movie. It and was. It's, and it's it's a um, it's a found footage movie. It's a, it was a documentary. But it let me, I gotta go back to this. Okay. You, that was a sidetrack. But what I was saying was like, Hollywood will do that. Anytime a movie is successful, they'll say, okay, well that movie had this thing. I'm going to copy the shit out of it. And like Rambo was successful, so you had a million other movies that were about this unstoppable, like Commando with Arnold Schwarzenegger, that kind of thing. Whenever there's a successful movie, Hollywood is so quick to jump on whatever that movie has that's slightly unique and copy that exact same thing, with two exceptions. When it comes to fucking diversity, and when it comes to uh, equality and with the sexes. Frozen is the most successful Disney movie of all time. Frozen is one of the most successful movies, period, ever. And it's the one where there's two leading female characters, where they both actually do shit. <laughs> where they both have, like, you know, you know, faculty. And it breaks and the yet Bechtel no, test, and there's right? no, Doesn't it break the Bechtel? Of course it does. Yeah, it but the- there's, it just, and it smashes walls, and yet there are nothing in the pipeline of two more female leads. And even more egregious 
is a diversity thing. You have these movies. Wait, hold on. When Frozen came out, right after Frozen came out, I'm going to have to call a bluff on that because uh, Heat came out and then Sisters came out. So you had a couple comedies that were coming no, out with two Disney big... movies. Oh. He said Disney. Disney in particular. Disney. Okay, my fault. And even, Disney no, that's in particular. Not, and even then, it's... Um, it's those movies were being made at the same time, and you don't see that like right now. Like those, mo- like that movie mm. Heat did horribly. Uh, Sisters didn't do yeah, well. Did didn't bad. do well because it was, it was, was just funny. nobody's talking about, about those movies. Like, <laughs> but nobody's like, talking about those movies. They're talking about Frozen. People are. But still, I'm saying it's like they, those yeah. those movies weren't like oh Frozen skills, so we're gonna do these. Those were being in production at the same time. Yeah. So it was like everyone oh, had like it was parallel thinking. Of, Let's have two female leads. And you know one worked out one day, so no one's really trying to copy the fact that you have a children's movie where two female leads. No one else is trying to do that. Another thing I'm saying is the diversity thing. Like I said about Fast and Furious being so successful before, and no one else is doing that with any other cast. And uh, Empire is a show. And Empire is a show where there's nothing with a bunch of black leads, and it's one of the most successful it's so shows. Good. On yeah, it's great, right? Everyone's it's so good. Like, have you seen it? Yeah, listen, I seen listen, it. it's not just popular it's critically acclaimed people appreciate the show and yet during like the sony leaks and everything like and everyone realize everyone people are making excuses if you listen i listen to the cracked podcast and jack o'brien talks about when he's talking to a guy and the guy is making excuses for why that show is popular it's like oh you know what i think i think that show is popular because you know um most white people are sick of commercials so they're switching to pay cable and so the only people watching network television are, you know, minorities, so they get into it. That is one of the most racist things I've ever heard because you're you're saying that first off, only white people can pay can afford that. Only, all minorities are poor and they can't afford pay cable. They're still stuck on brand. <laughs> and it's <laughs> and the only dark people will watch. And that's the whole thing about how whenever there's a a cast where there's more than two black people as main characters. It's labeled a black movie. It is too. Yeah, you're like, right. oh, I want to watch it. It's a black movie. It's like just just black people in it, but it's still a movie you can relate to if you just watch it. That's I don't fucking look at movies like that. That's so funny so many people that you do, bring though, that and up. That's the problem. And and that's we got off track. <laughs> I just thought it's so crazy that you bring that up because you're right. Like that is how people look at movies. I just do not see. Like I don't. I can on I dude. I can almost honestly say that I do not see color. I can almost say that, but I say almost <laughs> because they're all, it's it's the thick accents and the stereotypical stuff. That's when I start seeing color, you know, like when I, when there's a guy with a really really when it's, when it's over heavy the top. Mexican accent. And that's accent another thing that I'm talking about. That's another seeing. thing that really bugs me. Exactly. When they all As the, it all the minority characters in shows and television are just stereotypes. Like I've talked about before about uh, me and uh, one of my very best friends in the world is half black and half Mexican. And she deals with the same thing that I've dealt with my whole life is the fact that we've both been told by like white friends, oh, you can pass off as white. You don't seem this. Like, oh, wait. So because I don't meet your conventional stereotypes that you have in your fucking head. I'm not my ethnicity because I don't meet your stereotypes. Are you fucking kidding me? Because I'm not a cartoon. I'm not what I am. That's a great point. That's crazy. I have. That's a great point, Andy. It's a great point. I've I've done that. That's that's. <laughs> I can't even say anything. Like that's a great point. You're you're completely. Correct. Anyway, we were talking about Deadpool a second ago. But what you were saying was. Uh, <laughs> 
casting with stereotypes, kind of. So most, uh, if you see a Mexican actor, you know, they're going to have an accent, let's say. If you see a guy who What's might up, be like Muslim, <laughs> oh, they talk like a listener, oh, they go, come again, yeah, they, you know? They like to put everybody into their neat little fucking cubbies of who they are, depending on the skin color, everything like that. And that but trains then, society to I, think, I, if you're not like that, then you're white. You're white. Like, no, I'm just not... A fucking cartoon. <laughs> so when people see like when I'm you not a see, caricature. When people see like British black guys, like don't believe it. I don't believe it. That show before stupid. Whenever, don't believe it. Like when Adney brings up the fact that people say, Oh, you don't fit into you know, you don't fit into this what I see you as this character. I always think of Cartman and Kyle in uh Bigger Longer and Uncut when he's like, I was I was I was lying about you, Kyle. He says something to, to the sense of that. You're not a Jew. And it's like, yes, Cartman, I am Jewish. I'm a Jew. And it's like, no, come on, Kyle. Don't be so hard on yourself. And that <laughs> is what I get out of it. Like, that is, that. that's the first thing that comes to mind. But, is someone telling you, no, you're not this. And it's like, yes, yes, I am this. And it's like, come on, don't be so hard on yourself. You're white, right? It's so funny that you're saying that, though, because Travoy, Travoy, my black friend, tries to fucking convince me that I am black. Because it's you like have black dude. ancestors. Yeah, because my grandpappy, you know, he's full blood Jamaican. I'm Jamaican, man. You know. But anyways, Travoy tries to like, no, you're black, nigga. You're black. No, dude. Like my skin color is white, bro. People, dude, from, like, okay, um, the human race has been around for so many fucking years, or you know, hundreds of thousands of years. Several years. Several years. <laughs> but people have passed in and out of different races. Like, it's not like everyone's stuck to their Try same this. race. Evolution. Evolution it's is... fucking weird. Evolution has helped us pass in... Everyone's probably passed in and out of some type of ethnicity in God, their, like in their lineage or whatever. You can trace it back to where... Because look at you. Your grandpappy was black, but then if he I got with... Him, if, he, <laughs> if he got with, like, a, you know, a, a Caucasian woman and then... That, you know, that kid was, you know, half black, half white. And then that person got with someone white. The kids are going to always, your race is always going to change. Their ethnicity is always going to change depending on how, you know, far you can trace it back. It's fucking awesome that we, so Deadpool led us into race. It's kind of bullshit that, that you, like your race is because you could have been black a hundred years ago, you fucking peasant. <laughs> I just want, I want to say like, before we change, I just want to like, uh. We didn't give an actual review of the movie. You're right. Uh, spoil. We liked right. it. We liked right. it. We liked it. Right. I don't want to spoil. I don't want to spoil, spoil about the movie. I, I'm going to say a few things that are not spoilers I don't at all. Spoil it, yeah. Um, I'm not going to spoil it, but I'm going to say a few things that are just okay. So first off, a lot of people were wondering, is it going to break the fourth wall? He does, and he does it a lot, and he does it. It's the these are funniest I moments well. are when he makes references. To the X Men, and he talk, and of course, I, you've seen in the commercials he talks to Colossus and stuff. So the X Men's are invo- X Men are involved, but the jokes he makes that aren't in the commercials are fucking gold. But my favorite thing that I think, because this movie has been innovative since the beginning, the low budget, the big action they still did, the R rating, uh, the star being like such a strong force behind it and embodying the character so well. The advertisement they did was the best advertising campaign I've ever seen. But my favorite thing that you've never seen before, ever, was it a live-action version of a comic book character. And he wore a mask, but instead of doing the usual Batman thing where they put black over his eyes so it looks like he's still wearing a mask, no, they did a 
fucking graph, a digital effect where his eyes were white, but they, you know, made it emotional. So it's kind of cartoonish that way. So it's funny you should say that, Adney, because I actually don't think that they were digital. I think they were practical because in order to do it digitally, they literally have to have Ryan walking around with green on Yeah, that's what I was actually picturing in my head. It would have been really difficult to do that. So I'm pretty sure what they did is they made... I was looking forward to set photos with the green. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they made like two different masks with the white and the black. And then they just used the contacts to do like his actual pupils. So if his like whole pupil... Are you saying that a theory or you know? I don't know. Oh, you don't so know. So I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I don't we know for a fact. We should probably do research when we, before we do this You know podcast. what? I'm going to put a Chris's stamp <laughs> of we don't fact check, and I'm going to say 98% of what I just said is true, dude. So The three of us are morons. Podcast. We are all pretty fucking stupid. No, dude. dude I'm pretty this. sure. I'm not that stupid. I'm pretty sure. This whole no podcast way. is confirmation bias, okay? <laughs> anything it's, that we I look up that we are. I think this is true, so I'm going to go ahead and research anything that can make <laughs> Me see more right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anything that we research that kind of goes with our idea, we'll be like, yep, right, that's correct. That, 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 I bet that I can do about that. Yep, that just but makes sense. Either, either way, I loved that effect of the movie because it's never been done before. That, yeah, no. The way they did the eye. Yeah, and the cat – oh, my God. Okay, so I love Ryan Reynolds – and I, I just like Ryan Reynolds. Always. It's funny that we brought up earlier how Ryan Reynolds was like failing because I watched all of Ryan Reynolds' failing films. I've seen all those movies. I, yes. I wanted to disagree because they were great films. That's not I like why. fucking fanboy. I like but Ryan Reynolds. I do. I, am, I cannot lie. I am a fanboy like as well. Dude. I am a fanboy yeah. as well. I am Matt. I do kind of like, oh, fuck you, because he married Scarlett Johansson and then Blake Lively. Oh, so my he God. married He married Scarlett Johansson? That's what I read online, dude, so whatever just, the internet means. Yeah, <laughs> the internet's always fire right. Fire after fire. Like, dude, how do you... Fuck you, Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, man. I wish. I'm so dude, jealous. Not only is he good-looking, he has the body of a god, but he, has all, he is also <laughs> fucking hilarious. He's a they great could beard, not have cast <laughs> a better person to play Deadpool. It's, there was nobody else I can think of that could play that part as there, well as Ron Reynolds. The his, type of sense no, of humor that he has. No, his humor is so after good. After I saw it. Before, I probably could be like, oh, well, maybe I would cast this person. But after I saw it, now I'm like, there's no Dude, way. Dude, the cockiness, the delivery, oh, yeah, the, the confidence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, he is, he is, he was birthed for that role and there's, you, it's rare in cinema that you get these certain actors that it's like, your your career boils down to this one character. It's like you were made for this character. Yes, you got an acting. Yes, you know you find all these different roles that you're great at. But then you get that one role that they play, and you're like, this it's, is yeah. the role you were born for. For me, it is Anthony Hopkins playing Hannibal Lecter in Silence of the Lambs. I cannot see any. I cannot see anybody else playing that character at all. At all. Literally, when I. I I grew up kind of watching uh, Silence of the Lambs. I just like an old it, horror movie. It, you kind of see. It came out when I was one years old, so I'm pretty. <laughs> yeah, well, when you watch horror movies growing up, you you yeah, know we, you I, get this idea. So when I read the book, so whenever I read a book that is that is that I've seen the movie prior at any adaptation. I try to put different characters into my head. I try to make up my own visual of who I see playing the part. But when I read Thomas Harris. Uh, Red Dragon when I read fucking uh, Silence of the Lambs I could only put 
uh, Anthony Hopkins as that character. I actually was able to replace other characters, like Edward Norton played the main detective, I believe, in, in Red Dragon, I think. But I was able to put different people into that role. But for Hannibal Lecter, I could not replace him at all with anybody besides Anthony Hopkins. And the same goes with the movie It. So it was a made-for-TV movie. Straight adaptation to the TV. Uh, it was like CBS or ABC. I can't remember exactly who did it. Two-part series. And it was a lot less brutal than the actual book. And they put Tim Curry, uh, Tim Curry in that character as Pennywise the Dancing Clown. And I'm telling you right now, I could not see anybody else playing that role other than Tim Curry. He did such an amazing, like, creepy, the way that he laughs, the way that he's excited about being... Dude, he's, like, excited about being this fucking horrible monster. About, you know, he's, he's, like... He eats children. He wants to bring the fear and he wants to feed this fear into children. It's that I'm going to lull you to sleep with security with this clown persona. And then as soon as you're comfortable with me, it changes. And that's a quintessential fear that every human being has of the fear of trusting someone, getting close to someone, and then backstabbing you. And they tapped into that. And Tim Curry was so good at being funny and kind of – and just made you like, yeah, I love this guy. And all of a sudden – he has sharp teeth. Scary yeah. as fuck. Made everyone was afraid of drains. There's a lot of people everyone who was afraid of embody their roles. I mean, like, everyone can agree that Robert Downey Jr. does Tony Stark so well. Like, no one can picture Tony I Stark can... being somebody else. Are you serious? You don't see... No, Robert... I can't picture anyone else oh, okay. being so, yeah, Tony yeah. Stark. Yeah. Also, like, uh, a lot of people say that, like, a lot of people believe that, like, Heath Ledger, like, a lot of people said, oh, Jack Daniel, or Jack Nicholson, I mean... I said Jack Daniels. You did. Jack Nicholson. No, no one could ever do that Joker better. And then Heath Ledger comes along, and then all that is the Joker. That is what we see okay, as wait, the so Joker. I would still on. say Mark Hamill is my my voice. favorite. Voice, voice, voice. But still, but, yeah, but still, like it's the whole. Uh, it's still the argument of certain actors could play certain roles, and it's rare. It's not very common that an actor can embody a role so well as Ryan Reynolds does in the movie Deadpool, and the casting was. Brilliant. How long will it be for someone to fill like how Heath filled Jack's shoes? How long will it take for someone to play the Joker as well as Heath did? Live action? Are we only live doing action? Uh, I don't know. Do you we'll think go, it can we'll see what Jared Leto does. Oh, oh yeah. Suicide Jared Squad. Squad. Yeah, Jared Leto's a really great actor. But Jared Leto, I think I saw that meme of like. It explains every Joker sort of with using while using drugs as like their persona, and then with Jared Leto, it's like meth. Why <laughs> did you cut? You buried the lead. Man. Oh, my bad. Okay, so it was. It was a buildup. <laughs> it was a buildup. So it was what? like explain uh, to them. Uh, explain to the I audience. Think it was um, Caesar Romero was on, like we need LSD. To that. Yeah, LSD. There you go. There's a, there's noises in the background. A dog just had puppies. There's seven puppies. In case you guys want a puppy, Thank a you. free puppy. So you're gonna uh, hear fucking squeaking in the background. All the time. A, but uh, yeah, so Caesar Romero was the first live action Joker, and like that's LSD. That represents LSD. His version of the Joker was LSD. Hmm. Then you had Jack Nicholson. That uh, was cocaine. Jack Nicholson's version of the Joker was just. Cocaine. <laughs> then you had Heath Ledger's Joker. Heath Ledger's Joker, that was heroin. Heroin. And then he does it. And you remember Mark Hamill talking about how much he loved Heath Ledger's Joker? He's like, how do you like He's like, oh, I loved it. He has that weird smacking he does with his lips and he licks. He's just. 
that whole thing that he keeps doing and like which he, he decided this, that on his own by the and way and he has that weird like mm, kind of like his body seems so heavy to him he's kind of like he like his his head seems so loose on his shoulders and just kind of moves around like that he's all so that's heroin then you have that is heroin. then you finally have Jared Leto's Joker which that's meth look at you look at yourself your meth well, tattoos on the forehead the him bottom him, of so. that meme is the uh, animated version of the Joker, played by Mark Hamill, and it says, "The Joker." Oh, wow. no drug. That's the Joker. Oh, wow. I, that's a cool yeah. little analogy. Uh, speaking of casting, <laughs> we've been talking about casting for a little while. Uh, we've all have like everyone's had uh, that moment where they see an adaptation of a movie or television, sh- whatever it is, and they're like. You really you, you picked them? Everyone went crazy when Ben Affleck got picked as Batman. No. Everyone hated that. Everyone's like, "What the fuck?" That's what I. Or going there's on. a million things fuck. like that. Of I wouldn't pick them to do that character. And so we're gonna have a fun little experiment here where we all pick a movie. It could be a movie we made up in our head, a sequel, an adaptation that hasn't been done yet. Whatever it is, but we're gonna do our own dream cast that we think would be the best cast. That's what we're gonna do. And since right Abby now. led us into it, I'll fucking pick it up. Director Francis Ford Coppola. Oh, you're picking. Oh, he's he's hasn't done a great movie in a while. Uh, yeah, so you're doing a risk. It's a risky. Okay. I'm risking. I'm it. with you. I'm with you though. Um, I picked Francis because of how he directed The Godfather and how. So you're thinking '72 Coppola. Yeah, like right. Coppola Prime. So we got Coppola as my director, and I'm going Jack Motherfucking Black. As my lead actor. Whoa! Fuck you! Right? I'm fucking throwing. I I did this on purpose because I really wanted to throw some curveballs at Andy. (laughs) Okay, first of all, Jack Black is a great actor. What are you doing to this movie? Great actor. (laughs) What I'm doing is I'm giving it some. Okay, hold on. Okay. (laughs) So I got Francis Ford Coppola as my director, Jack Black as my main actor, and then my supporting role is definitely. Michael Pena. Pena? Pena. 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 And for Oof. those of you who aren't going to be able to put the name with the face, what's some, what's, what, what do you been, think? Uh, End of Watch was the big movie. End of Jake Watch Gyllenhaal. was the big one he that he was, he was in. the the Mexican in that movie. He's also the only Hispanic <laughs> character in the Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Yeah, exactly. Um, he's always the he's funny fucking Mexican, and he also dude. played uh, um, uh, Cesar Chavez. Uh, so yeah, yeah, he's... He's hilarious. Michael Pena is hilarious. He was in Tower Heist as well. It's fucking hilarious. Michael Pena. Am I saying? I'm saying it wrong. How do you say his name? Pena. 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 All right. Michael Pena. And then my girl, my lead actress, Lizzie Chaplin, baby. Oh, day. Kaplan. Low. Kaplan. So I got, I got okay, so wait. What movie is this? Is this a movie that you made up, or is this a movie that's being ad- adapted? No, what this is, is in my brain. <laughs> okay, is there, so, so, okay, so wait. So you don't have a, you don't have a, you don't have a script. You don't have a movie. You don't have a plot. All yeah. you're saying is you want a movie, yes. whatever the movie may be. <laughs> you just want it to be directed by Francis Ford, and then I got Jack Black. Okay, I want to like get, before like, some people might. Okay, so he didn't just he. Actually, I didn't know this, but uh, Francis Ford Coppola directed the movie Jack with Robin Williams. What? Oh, really? I didn't know that I didn't either. Know that either. Which he was did, the... he did? Uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. He did. Okay, so he did the Godfather trilogy. Everyone knows that. That's a fucking amazing bunch of movies. 
But the whole entire the thing. So there's a vibe Apocalypse to it. Apocalypse Now. Like he used to Apocalypse do like really now. serious movies. Like in like Succession, he did. Uh, you know, he did like The Godfathers, and like he did one and two. He did Apocalypse Now. He did The Outsiders, which I didn't think he did that good of a job with that adaptation. To be, in my personal opinion, and then it kind of goes off into silliness. The third Godfather was just ridiculous and bad, and then he did Jack in '96. Jack, I can't believe so he did like, Jack. That's funny though. Made... Kind of goes to. You might like Jack. I don't know, but that's the last. But like, it goes back. Notable movie he made. To that nineteen, like what was it? Seventy eight. Seventy two was 72. when the first Godfather 72. came out. Seventy four. That second one came out because it's dark. It's gritty. It's. Um, so you want a dark and gritty movie starring Jack Black? But I want, you want it to, to see be funny. Chops? Is that what you want? Yes, but I want so why dark I, comedy basically? Exactly. That's what you're saying? Exactly. Okay. That's Which why I got Jack Black specializes in dark comedy sort of thing. And then so you have one of the, like the super serious who made Apocalypse Now. Do you guys remember that? Yes. Apocalypse. He yeah. made that movie. Yeah. So that guy. That guy. Is but true star romance style. Three comedic actors. Yes. There's, there's three leads. are comedic actors. My fourth one is still. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted True Romance style. So I'm have you guys seen there? True Romance? I will pay for this movie. I Dude. will see this movie. So True Romance. <laughs> have you seen True Romance? Yeah, it was written by uh, Quentin Tarantino. Correct. He wrote the screenplay. I okay, believe. that shit's gory as fuck. Is that when the one actually he's not shooting people? I think so. It's like the mafia. It's like a mafia movie sort of thing. Um, what's his name's in it? Uh, Christopher Walken's in it. No, I believe. Christopher Walken is in it. That's he plays true. the mafia boss. It's it's not a mafia story. Well, he uh, is. it is a mafia story. It's fucking. It's uh, Bonnie and Clyde, essentially, is what it fucking is. And Christian Slater is the main actor, and it has uh, Patricia Arquette is the co-star, and that's his love interest, and she enters... So you haven't seen this movie? I've seen it, yes. Okay, have you? Okay. So I I just want it to be that vein. So it's going to be in Francis Ford Coppola's eyes with that true romance style. So when shit does hit the fan, shit is going to hit the fan. But until shit hits the fan... So it's going to end in a shootout. (laughs) Yes, it's definitely ending in a Always fucking shootout, dude. And it's ending I in a shootout. I want to see Jack Black do some... Because he is kind of athletic so for his same. weight. So to see him do that classic, like, John Woo die oh, while shooting so too sick, good. dude. And it'd be fucking and hilarious. And like, What's that, Woo? Woo, you did that wrong. <laughs> Playing the same guy from Ant-Man. Exactly. <laughs> and Lizzie Kaplan's just standing there. And, and then I'm, my last one is Michael motherfucking Rappaport. <laughs> <laughs> Because he's the whitest person known. But that would man. be so. This is fucking funny. That would be good. I, I think would, that'd be a fucking would, funny cast. Now I don't have like a plot or, or <laughs> absolutely anything. We can write one though. Yeah. Let's <laughs> next podcast. We'll have, the, we'll have a. We'll have a brief. Oh, we'll storyboard it. Yeah. <laughs> next podcast. We'll explain the plot. Yeah. All right. So that's my cast. I, you I go have, ahead, Steve. I got. I pee. have mine. So. In in the adaptation of it, so in the book it. Oh no! no, 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 So your dream cast, your dream cast is for the movie it. Yes. All right. So start with that. Okay. So everyone, this is Stevie, a guy who's read the book, who's a huge fan of not just Steam King, but of horror. He writes his own horror stories. This guy is gonna give you his dream cast for the movie it. So I I don't necessarily want to give you the dream cast for the the seven children in the book. I actually. It's very rare to find someone who, like I said, Tim Curry playing uh, Pennywise Dance Clown. Very rare to find someone that can replace him. That's as eerie, that's as kind of laughable, but it's in that you fear him. For some reason, the 
Okay, so it never says the age of Pennywise because he is an alien. He's actually an alien come to Earth. He's not like some dream or anything like that. He's not a supernatural Michael. He's a he's a supernatural being, but he's like an alien sort of thing. He can he he changes shapes. He's a shapeshifter. Yeah, but alien and supernaturals are contradicting ideas. That's why Indiana Jones Four was so bad because it's a supernatural series and dealt with aliens, which is more science fiction. So okay, my bad. So yeah, supernatural. He's not supernatural. He is. It's science fiction. He is an alien shapeshifter. He reads your minds. He reads the minds of the children, and he turns into whatever they fear. It's like that movie fear. Contact. Yeah, so he turns but into whatever version. whatever they fear. And so in the book, he becomes uh, the creature from the Black Lagoon. He becomes a giant bird for some reason. He becomes a, uh, the Wolfman. He uh, becomes a giant spider at the end. He, he is the clown as well. So he turns into all these different things that are almost an homage towards... 40s and 50s yeah, classic horror, horror movies. Yeah, horror monsters. So Frankenstein as well. Now, seeing as it's very difficult, they want to keep putting, or in the new movie, they want to put some youngster as Pennywise, the clown. And that to me isn't really scary because the the kids are super young. I think they're in like fifth grade at the time. So you can't really put this 20-year-old trying to scare these... 20-year-olds aren't very good actors. No, and it's a young guy. It's the it's the kid from Meet the Millers. He is the weird... Oh the gosh, weird son. Weird smile. Yeah, the weird son. They're going to make him Pennywise. Wait, you mean We Are the Millers with Jennifer Aniston? And yeah, he's the son, the young oh, son. Oh, that guy's going to be Pennywise? I mean, so he's playing what? Pennywise. Well, I mean, like, uh, the facial structure I can see. That I have a problem with see. right there. That argument it's right there I have a problem with. Yeah? People like, will it's look at an actor and actor. say, oh, well, they look similar. Like, people have done their dream casting for the Joker a hundred times, and it's always based off of their smile alone. It's yeah. like, then you don't deserve to... You don't... Fuck you. You don't know the Joker. You've never read a comic in your life, I bet. You've never watched anything that has to do with the Joker. You have no fucking, like, fuck you. Just a smile doesn't do it. And like, I agree with you, Adney. So I agree completely with what you're saying. that casting of that kid. Yeah, so no, they cast I'm not, that like, kid. I don't mean fuck the kid. I mean, like, fuck that. I don't mean, like, that guy's probably a great guy. But <laughs> I just feel like that kid doesn't have enough acting chops to play this role. Uh, this is going to sound weird. He is a little bit older, but... Uh, Willem Dafoe as Pennywise. I think Willem Dafoe as Pennywise would be fucking amazing. I think you're about to break the internet. (laughs) He's so creepy and he's the literal embodiment of madness. Yeah, and I think he would do such a he like he's super lanky and skinny. I think like that's that what creepiness. Right? Yeah, that's what keeper than fat. I don't want yeah. a fat clown. I want like skinny, weird, weird shaped. His laughing, everything like that. His <laughs> him being old. Like, I think Willem Dafoe you know, as Pennywise would what? be an amazing that was casting call. Yeah. <laughs> I think that would be an amazing casting call. I don't want to do mine now. <laughs> I don't want to do mine. What the fuck? Like you know, it's funny. Like his uh, the way he portrayed his character in the first Spider-Man movie, he didn't know he was in a movie. They just followed him around. <laughs> <laughs> that was just who he is. He's insane. He talks to mirrors. He's, the guy dude, is, that is nuts. The best casting Yeah, ever. that's good. Thank you, guys. Oh yeah, my I, I just, for some reason, I when I think of that character... Do the right thing, Hollywood. Tim Curry, <laughs> I, I think of Willem Dafoe as that character. And it doesn't age doesn't matter. The guy is, what, 60... Uh, he's 60 He's right ageless. Now. 
He's sixty, but he's, he's a vampire. Matter. I think he would do such an amazing be. job at that at that role, that casting. I think it would be like William the Heath Ledger it. taking Billy, stepping in the yeah. shoes of Jack Nicholson. Billy Defoe. Billy It'd Defoe. Billy Defoe it. stepping in the shoes of Tim Curry. I think Billy it would be Defoe a good job. So go ahead, Adney. I just oh. that just one. All right, one. let me just follow up. Fucking. Uh, let me follow up Frank Sinatra and his performance. <laughs> <laughs> fucking cocksucker. I should have went second. <laughs> so mad anyways uh my dream casting is for the uh adaptation of the very very popular video game franchise legend of zelda wow so you got a, like a plot and everything for your store both of you guys did well, no, apparently no, it's good christmas one and he's giving different characters i'm giving you right? what i'm what he like he's doing a horror story that was already a movie and he's doing his dream cast for that you're doing a movie that doesn't even exist i'm doing a video game so it's we have three different aspects. Here. Exactly, and we we're, didn't we're plan doing that. well here. We didn't That's plan pretty that. good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, a oh, little over a year ago, uh, Netflix announced that they bought the rights from Nintendo to properly adapt the Legend of Zelda into a Netflix series. Um, Netflix or Nintendo hasn't allowed an adaptation since the Super Mario Brothers movie was horrible. Which was <laughs> well, it had nothing to <laughs> do with Super John Mario. John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. John Leguizamo. See? Yeah, Leguizamo. Fucking amazing Anyways, comedian. What's going on? That's uh, so like they, they, they said that, and then like so they decide that's it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Then like one week ago, they posted an article again about it, and I remember like Stevie sharing it, and then nobody, every a bunch of people commented on it, but they didn't actually read the article. All they saw was like the thumbnail, and it was like a bunch of actors kind of photoshopped to look like the characters and they're all i don't like the casting i don't like the casting but if they actually would have read the article it doesn't announce any casting at all <laughs> all it says is hey netflix has the rights they're gonna make a series it's like we got that information a year ago we all knew that which so, i'm the asshole because i reposted it and i didn't even i was just so excited i didn't even think it's like just you acting on impulse. Without, okay yeah i was acting on impulse so anyways I saw that news a year ago, and a year ago I made my Dreamcast, and I'm just gonna rehash it now with one, with like a, one except one change. Uh, I'm gonna start with the thing I changed. Um, so I'm gonna cast my Dreamcast for the three most important characters in the series. I'm not. I think it would take a while to do all the of whole yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> and what I'm doing when I'm doing my casting, I'm basing it off the storyline from Ocarina of Time, which is. By far the most the popular story. Legend of Zelda my game. My favorite, personally. It's, it's my, my favorite, too. Favorite. I still have a Nintendo 64 with the game from 1998, and I still play it. It's still amazing. And if you go on any like IGN list or anything like that, top 100 games, that game is going to be in the top three. Seriously? Still. It's it no still is. I bet way. it is. That's how... Revo- it was so, it was so revolutionary. Game. It was so revolutionary, and it still plays so fun. I also bought a Nintendo 3DS just so I can get the remake. It's it's just, it's just a fun, amazing, great game with so many things inside it. It's like the, one of the first open world kind of things. Yeah. Anyways, uh, yeah, so I'm casting... Other than RPG games. There's like some RPGs. I'm casting like the three most important roles. First off, you got uh, Ganondorf. The main antagonist of like every Zelda game is going to end up having Ganondorf as the bad guy. Even if yeah. it starts off somewhere else. Like Twilight Princess, you thought it was going to be this other guy. It ended up being Ganondorf. Yeah. Uh, so... My first choice for uh, Ganondorf, Idris Elba. Oh. Right? What a 
great. <laughs> 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 For those of you who don't know, Idris Elba is the one black guy in Thor. He was he stars in the BBC show Luthor. He is British. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The British. I know that. He guy. I know that is guy. a phenomenal actor. That show Luthor. He is amazing. Oh, dude, he's he, that show is so good. It's it's kind of like a Sherlock Holmes type show. But it's just—I actually like it more than the Sherlock I did Holmes too. one. With and it's because of Idris. It's really show I like. Isn't he the protagonist? Like he's the—he's yeah, the he main, the main, the main detective, yeah. and he's brilliant. But he's kind of like unorthodox and all this stuff. It's—I can't even get into that show. It's gonna take too long. Uh, he's but like just look. He's he was also in Prometheus. He was the captain there, and he was the only he good just part about did that movie. Okay, yeah. of No Nation. On yeah, Netflix. No Nation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's amazing. He's amazing. Uh, Keep Pacific going. Rim, all that stuff. Oh, and the reason I'm picking him, and like a lot of people like. Really, like, you're going to pick... I know there's going to be some race, like, oh, he's trying to cast diversity just for the sake of diversity. That's bullshit. <laughs> Ganondorf has orange hair. <laughs> this guy doesn't have orange hair. Oh, hold on. I don't think anyone's saying that about you. You're the you're Mexican. Like, no, 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 no. no. What saying for, for a certain character. No, like, not, maybe not to me characters. but listen, whenever somebody says... I'm picking this character. They're like, oh, you're doing diversity. Like, someone in the New Yorker posts an article. Does, have they gone too far with this diversity thing? That was the actual title, and they had to keep changing it because they kept getting shit. Kingpin, right. for instance, in Daredevil, the first movie with Ben Affleck, they cast uh, Michael Clark Duncan as Kingpin, and people freaked the fuck out. Even though he, I thought he was a pretty good cast. Yeah. yeah he, the movie didn't turn out great. Yeah. <laughs> But I mean, they That's just an example of people going. But, Don't change the characters that I grew up. But with. here's the thing: that's bullshit. Because if you play the games, you know that Ganondorf, the character, comes from a desert tribe. All his people, the Gerudo, they are they live in the desert, and that's and like there's like one man born like every hundred years, rest are female, but they're all oh, very shit. dark people. Yeah, some and are if you green, at, some yeah, are like that's weird the thing, colors. Like in Ocarina of Time, he's like painted kind of green, Yeah, but in Twilight Princess, he's black as fuck. He's very, very dark, and like, of course, there's a lot of really dark people in the desert, so it makes <laughs> sense. Like, I don't, like the cat, like the, the color shouldn't be a factor, but if you want to bring it up and be a dick, fuck you, there you go. He's a Middle Eastern ginger. That's <laughs> basically what he is. Middle Eastern ginger. He didn't have to do the orange hair. Uh, fuck the orange hair. You kind of have to do the orange hair. Fuck you, because there was some that... You kind of have to do the orange hair. Come close, come close. Sit down. Close no, but he's also... Close but listen... <laughs> but here's the thing about... Not just that, but uh, not just because Idris Apple is a great actor, but... Ganondorf has to be a physically imposing character, right? Yeah. Correct. He's very big and he's scary and he knows how to wield a sword. Look at Idris Elba's character in Thor. He plays Heimdall. He yeah. is a very Se- he's like a security guard, right? <laughs> he is. He controls the um the the Bifrost, the right. bridge that connects worlds. He's the guy that they trust with guarding like all the realms, and he has sight where he can see everything that's going on. And he is very big, and he has a giant fucking sword. Like, yeah, that could be Ganondorf, right? Just the physical part. (laughs) Then you add in the fact that the way Ganondorf needs to be not just... He doesn't start out as a bad guy. Like I'm saying, I'm basing this off Ocarina of Time. He starts off as, hey, look, I want to make peace with you, the kingdom of Hyrule. And he goes to the kingdom of Hyrule, and they're creating this treaty and, like, all this thing. And, like, young Princess Zelda is like, I don't trust that guy. And everything, and he starts oh, off. He starts off. He starts off as like, 
as Fiend, like, oh, we're friends. And then at the last second, he kind of turns on him. And I think Idris Elba could play that complex character of he can be kind of like... He has he, something to hide. I, well, you have to bit. have somebody he that can, be can that actually talker too. He can be that smooth talker. Exactly. Because he, he's somebody done that who's... in Luthor and stuff. He's been the smooth talker. He's been like, yeah, yeah. And then he can turn into a mo- like Beast of No Nation. He can turn into that monster. All the while being this physically imposing guy. And I think he would be... Perfect as Ganondorf. I don't know you if need you can cast that role any guy. better. Dude, I think that's the. Well, there is one other. There's. There's I have a backup. What's the other. The mountain, the, the mountain. Can't, is that who you're you gonna... Thank you. Bury the lead. Spoilers. Spoilers. <laughs> I'm not trying lead, to throw salt. No, no, I did the same thing earlier. I did the same thing. He's like, really? You can bury the lead. But yeah, like that's my perfect casting. I think, but. If you can't get him, my second choice was Hathor Bronson. Uh, if you don't know who that is, he plays the mountain that rides Gregor Clegane from Game of Thrones. He's uh, seven foot even, I think, uh, 320 pounds. He's one of the strongest men on the planet. Like He competes in competitions constantly. He's broken several records. And he's younger than us. Let's not forget that. He's younger than no. us. I thought he was 29. Dude, the guy, sure? no, the guy is super young. He was like 25 or 24 or something around there. I swear he's super young. I'm but it. but that would be because like in the show, he's described by Braun as freakish big and freakish strong. Doesn't that not describe Ganondorf pretty well? Like That's pretty scary. And then you have like this giant enormous man this mountain <laughs> who could be very scary but the only problem is is that he's not known as an actor really he's been a, like, that's how he got famous and all but in game of thrones like his entire dialogue is it's his first thing he ever says is who am i fighting second thing he says is some dead man and he's like and the last thing he says is elia martel I raped her. I killed her children. And I smashed her head in like this. And that's all his dialogue. That's I just did his whole entire acting. I did it just now. Like dialogue wise, you did. Yeah, oh my I did. god. He was in there the he entire was born, fucking season. He's, he's literally only a year older than me. One year older than me. And one year and ten guys days look older this than guy me. Up. That's crazy. Gregor and he is 30 Clegane. times my size. <laughs> that guy <laughs> is fucking Just like type you. in the mountain. Yeah, it's going to be hard to pronounce. IMDb. His name is put, spelled H A The mountain game of IMDb. With like the whole accents. And then it's Julius with two accents. And then, what is it? Johnson? I'm not even a girl. And I want to have his beast. This dude's name is Thor, basically. <laughs> it's half Thor. It's his, he's Thor. Dude, he probably wrecks women. And yeah, but like, I'm going to go, UK. I'm also going to but... go on the other thing and say that I think Idris would, Idris, Idris, however you want to say Idris. it, would completely destroy Oh, oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the mountain I'm just for saying, size, the mountain for size comparison for is physical, like, like if you're going to do more of the uh, like Twilight Princess kind of thing where... You have a different bad guy, and at the last minute, you find out he was just trying to resurrect Ganondorf. And Ganondorf doesn't do; he's not that much oh. in. He's just there as the last kind of. The I'm boss. here now, yeah. so he doesn't do that much talking. He does as much talking as I you know, Thor does in Game of Thrones. So all you really need is this: as soon as you see him, you're terrified. Yeah. To your core. Instead of giving depth, if you're gonna do Ocarina of Time, you want to give depth to. Because uh, he's Gandalf, the bad guy the Gandalf. entire time. He starts off right. good and then becomes. Right. You find out he's bad. Yeah. That's why you, you want to have a. That's why I want. That's why I really do think 
Idris Elba is the best choice for Ganondorf. So good. It's such so great. But do you and, think that'd be but, racist <laughs> to make a black guy like an, a villain? <laughs> like, is that racist? If no. He's not, if he's not a comic character, if he's not like a character, like a cartoon, if he's has depth and he's done well, then no. Okay. That's what that's it's all good. about. It's this character isn't just the color of his skin, and that's what I was complaining about before. Is that they usually just say, "You're this, this color. Be, yeah. You need to be this way." All right, so that's my choice for Ganon. My second is Zelda, the Princess of Hyrule, which I know a lot of you thinking, wait, I thought that was the dude in the green. The no, you silly sons of bitches. I fucking Zelda bitch. is the name of the princess. And I know, I understand why that's confusing, because Zelda seems just like a weird name. You've never heard it before. The main character is a dude, and you would make that connection. That's a fantasy thing. His name is weird, Zelda, blah, blah, blah. And you always see his face with that name above it. And it makes no sense that you would call it Legend of Zelda because the real legend is the Link. guy in the green. He his is name le- is Link. He is legend. His <laughs> name is Link, which is a super lame name, Link. That's a lame fucking name. Why wouldn't you so name it Zelda? But the creator... She named him Adney. You know what I mean? <laughs> the no. creator, like... Dadney. 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 Powerful Dadney. Uh... Anyways, the the guy who wrote the game was basically like he was in love with a girl named Zelda when he was a kid, and then like he used to go on little adventures and collect bugs in this little like forest meadow kind of area, and that's what that's why. But. So the game is and stalkerish Zelda, stalker version. Of- it's a love letter to a girl he was in love with when he was six. So take Whoa, that with a grain that's... of salt. <laughs> anyway. Wait, no, no. Was it a love letter of a girl he fell in love with while she was six and he was an adult? Because that would be a little weird. <laughs> I can't bang her, so in the video game, I'm going to do these. I'd do some things. Yeah. All right, so my second, the second part you have to cast is, like I said, Princess Zelda. And my choice is Imogen Poots, who I understand that most people don't know who the fuck that is. I think her most famous role was in that awkward moment. Uh, or uh, Need for Speed. Well, she sounds. Well, she was, yeah, she was in Need for Speed. She played the. Main... She didn't really act though. Yeah, she was in the main. She was the main love interest for Need for Speed, uh, right. opposite Aaron Paul. But that movie didn't do well. I yeah. thought so. That's why I figured that the awkward moment was probably more popular because that's Zach Galifianakis, Michael B. Jordan in it. She played Zach, not Zach Galifianakis, but Zach Efron. I mean. She played Zac Efron's love interest in that movie. She's also been in, like, Fright Night and stuff like that. What's her name again? Imogen Poots. Okay, you might also recognize her from... You might also recognize her as Hitler's side chick because she sounds like a Nazi. Like, that (laughs) name... Poots, she sounds like a fucking Nazi. If you guys don't recognize her... The Statue of Liberty is kaput. Yeah, like, I know he was with Ava Braun, but he had to have some side chicks, and that was one of them. But yeah, you would um, be very great as playing this character, Zelda. Huh? I think you would be very good as <laughs> If you don't know who... I'm not going to take you shit elsewhere. Imogen Pop. Imogen Poots. Imogen Poots is. Just do a quick I'm search. Guessing. And if you know anything about the legend of Zelda or anything like that, you're going to see... That girl looks like the princess. That's my main. Like, yeah, like I posted that like on my. But wait, old, on my you Instagram. literally just said that you were mad of casting okay, people. Okay, I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. I'm not done. That's not the only reason. Okay, okay. But yeah, like I posted, like I have this this four part picture. It's two pictures of Zelda and two pictures of her, and she fits the mold. Here's the thing: is like she does have acting chops. She got a lot of acclaim and a lot of awards for her roles in Twenty Eight Days Later, like you said yeah. a second ago, and The Look of Love. So she can act. And then you take roles like um, she can be kind of like just funny and personable, like in uh, the awkward moment. 
Um, like, of course, she does have the elvish look, like, very bad. She has that elvish type look, which kind of Hylians from the game are kind of, like, elf-like, I guess. I don't know. No, but, it's still, yeah, I can see it, man. It's a good cast. She's also in Fright Night, where she kind of has to, you know, like, she's fighting fucking vampires, so, like, fantasy isn't far from the realm. She was in that movie, uh, The Centurion, which was a great flick. Didn't get a lot of, tra- Michael Fassbender's in that one. That's a really good flick. I really liked it. <sighs> I haven't seen. They did another like they did like a copycat version of that with uh, uh, Channing Tatum called The Eagle, and it was a horrible flick. I bet very bad. Uh, Channing Tatum can't act. That's a I different said conversation. It. I, I said agree it. with you, but that's a different conversation. Say that God damn, time. can he dance? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I think she could play Zelda because Zelda, the princess, is this very. She holds the Triforce of Wisdom, and she very she is incredibly smart. And she, you know, she's the person that plans it. She, like, the whole story you find out at the end of Ocarina of Time that this thing was all planned out by her. The she's entire, very secluded area. Uh, the offensive, as the well. offense, yeah, she's just secluded. The entire offensive was her planning. She orchestrated the whole thing to fight back against Ganondorf. Yeah. I think she can play a very regal character. She has that about her. She can be regal. But for most of the time, she's going to be disguised. You're not going to know she's Imogen Poots because in that game, you you mostly spend time with a character called Sheik, which you didn't you find out later on is Sheik is just Zelda in disguise. In Twilight Spoiler Princess. Spoiler yeah, alerts from nineteen ninety eight. So I think, and so like if you just like cover so you it's basically all you would see is her eyes and like Imogen Poots has beautiful eyes and I think she's she's able to emote a lot out of those eyes, so that's all she would really need. And then she could play that character really well. And that's why I pick her. There's not I don't have a lot to say about that because the character of Zelda isn't even featured that much in the game. I want to know who's Link. All right, we're, well, I, that's up. Let's next. just say that the Legend of Zelda was way ahead of its time for putting a female character as the kind of like she, a tomboy crossdresser. Is that yeah. what you're gonna say? Because that's true. Because you think Sheik is a boy, and it turns out it's a girl, and she's a badass. She can fight really well. She teaches you everything you need to know. She sets you on your path. She is like the Obi Wan. She Kenobi pushes the of story the game. forward. She is your she is your hero of the story. Like she is the reason that Link excels and goes as far as he does, is because of her. All right, so now we get Great to points. the most important casting, the the main character of the story, and that is Link, the little elf boy in the green garb. Hey, <laughs> I swear to that's, God, that's the fairy. no, no, no. I know. I'm, the, I'm just you I'm, fucking say listen, Orlando listen. Bloom. Gonna fucking burst. Orlando Bloom. Orlando Bloom is eighty years old. No one. Orlando Bloom doesn't even like Orlando Bloom. So. I know you. Orlando Bloom is sick of Orlando Bloom. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta have more faith in me. I picked you for so, but I know. I know. I was just doing salt. Okay, my number one, my only choice for Link, the most important role. You only have one. I only have one because it's the only person that can play like, in my mind. It's the perfect casting role. It's the perfect role. If I also tell myself, and that's enough build-up. It's the Dreamcast. Without it's further Sega, the lily. This is the Sega Dreamcast of Dreamcast, okay? <laughs> oh my god, Stevie. <laughs> that's nonsense. You guys don't remember Sega Dreamcast? It's Dane DeHaan. For God's sake, it's Dane DeHaan. Okay. okay, now Dane DeHaan is most famous for his role in Chronicle. Do you know, yeah, by Josh Trank. it's such a good. He's also in Spider-Man. He did such a good role, and I hate, I hate found footage movies, but that was so good. He did such me, a good job in it. I gotta say, before you talk, either of you anymore, the reasons why it's very important. Okay, first off, it's very hard to cast Link 
Not just because he's your main character and he's going to carry the story along, but he doesn't talk. In the games, all he makes is grunts, and that's he it. Doesn't he doesn't fucking talk. talk. Yeah! That's, all, that's his dialogue in the whole game. Stevie's doing this whole dialogue the way I did the mountain. Stevie's doing that. And, and how many hours of gameplay that's the only noises he fucking makes. He can't, like, the thing is, like, he can't, he has any, like, you have to do that. You can't make Link chatty. You can't make him like a Deadpool character where he's constantly talking, making jokes, anything like that. It's like what they did to Deadpool, yeah. where they showed his mouth shot, shut and put yeah, these they, fucking you're, things you're, in. You're, like, dude, that's you're not like, I need to, we need to, this is what movies usually are, so we have to do this. Like, no. But if you do that, you're alienating your fan base that paid money to see this and will pay to see it again and again because they love the, the, the product, the you're initial product. sticking to the material that yeah. which made, you the should. made the source material, which made this thing famous. So the reason people so love it. Shady. But what my idea was, so you got to play to his strength. Link is a quiet, he doesn't talk so much. So play to that. Make Link a tortured character. Make him more... Like the Batman, and I know I say that a lot about like every movie. Like make him more Batman. We need like more Batman. It. I say that all the time. If but only Matt Damon in Good Will Hunting was more like a Batman character. He is pretty Batman, <laughs> and I'll tell Batman. you why. I'll He's tell you tortured. Why. I'll tell you why. It's the same reason why Link is should be more like the Batman because he doesn't have parents. Oh, doesn't know his parents. In Ocarina Time, it's like revealed throughout the game that he was abandoned by his mother, who was like fleeing for her life. His dad's already dead. And he left him in the hands of the children of the forest, the Kokiri. And he left him, Link, to be raised there. And he was raised there kind of as one of them, but he always felt like an outsider. Everyone in that village treated him like he was an outsider and he didn't belong, so he felt like a loser. He only had one friend, uh, Saria, was his only friend in the game. Every, and he just felt like he's like this and she's the only one nice to him when he walks up to her and talks to everybody. She's the only one that's like super sweet. Everyone else is like, Get the fuck away from me. This person's over there. That person's over here. Okay, well, first of all, if there's a midget walking around and I'm in fucking sixth grade, yeah, I'm going to be making fun. That's the thing, though, is like uh, all the like the cokery, they just look like like in Game of Thrones, the children of the forest. It's kind of like that. So at full grown, they look like kids. They don't yeah, look like exactly. they don't look like Peter Dinklage. They look just like kids. So he's a kid, and he's just surrounded mm. by a village. That's all he's ever known. And so he thinks surrounded by adults so, who look like him, but he so is yeah. A kid. So even though he's younger than them, that's what he sees. So he thinks that that's what life is. He's never seen outside of this village. He doesn't know that he's one of these other people who are going to grow up bigger and taller. He doesn't know that. So he's com- all he knows is his surroundings. So right. he's like, I'm one of these people, but they don't treat me like one of their own. So he feels like an outsider. And how is that not the exact character that Dane DeHaan plays in Chronicle? Yeah. He like he has parents. Like his mother is dying, but and his father is an asshole, so his parents are there, but he very feel he's almost an orphan. You automatically feel for him because he doesn't really have the parents the parent archetypes that you would expect to want to have, like you would need exactly. in yeah. your life. So he already has a shitty home life and then he's an outsider at school. He finally makes two friends and he has powers and he goes nuts. Which makes that movie very, very interesting. Is basically Akira, but live action. It was actually and, a really good movie. Not yeah. trying to like take away from what you're it saying, was. but and, it was actually like. And people eat the fuck out of, like, eat it up with uh, fucking orphans. That's it's the easiest of, way to get the audience Disney, on your side. Every everything because America is the orphan sort of sort of like that's our that's our narrative. Our America's, origin, the origin story. Origin story of, yeah. The origin story of the United States is that. 
we're the scrappy underdog. You know, we were controlled by the most powerful empire the world has ever seen, and we fought back just a bunch of farmers with our muskets, and we won. We are the scrappy underdog, and so everyone wants to be the scrappy underdog. Yeah, that's so our history. Every we are movie. not that anymore. No, but I'm saying like that's yeah, what but that's, makes people but connect still, with yeah, characters but in movies. That's the thing, though. People, we still do that narrative in the news and everything. Whenever we want to go to war, we make it seem like we're the only, we were minding our own business. We weren't doing anything. Then Japan attacks. So now we're the underdog. We have to fight these giant empires. We were minding our own business and then like 9-11 happened. So now we're this scrappy little guy. We have to go and fight <laughs> these big bad terrorists. But we are always that narrative. And in every movie, every good guy is an underdog in one way or another. They are an orphan. They don't have their parents. No. They have some kind of bad thing that happened in their past. They have to overcome every of the most popular movies of all time. Yeah, look at almost orphans. every Marvel Wars, movie, DC, Star Wars. Look, yeah, everything. It's all Frozen. You, I mean, you can bring almost, it even back to Disney. Almost every Disney. No, it's almost every Disney character is an orphan because it gives you a, a reason to connect with them immediately. Immediately, you feel bad. Oh, like Bambi. And you're on the side. You automatically love them. without knowing anything Bambi about kind the of character. Us well, up. no, without knowing anything about the character, you are automatically on their side. You automatically feel for them, and it gives you a reason. To feel for this character even the fi- first 15 minutes into the movie yeah, like you have a uh, Simba and uh, Batman are really good examples first off Simba is a prince okay he's a little asshole in the beginning of the movie he's arrogant he's like I want to be king and he's a dick he's treating a, the like, animals and like the bird, shit yeah, the all bird, the other animals I can eat you right now dude the bird is, is like he's supposed to be looking after me he treats him like shit and he's a bully he's an asshole but then you see him lose his dad and you're like I love Simba I want him to win <laughs> Batman is the richest guy in his universe he has his own butler it's like a dad he can fire and yet you feel for him because he saw his parents died it's such an easy no, way fuck Batman I don't even like Batman Fuck Batman. You just started a fight, homeboy. (laughs) (laughs) As soon as this recording's done, we're going at it. Anyway. (laughs) No, but that's why I wanted to pick Dane DeHaan, because Dane Dane DeHaan has played that not only... He looks like an orphan. Also, in Spider-Man. In Spider-Man, he played... In Spider-Man, like, he didn't have a mother, and his dad was a horrible monster, and he was sent away, and he had to live in a boarding school and all that kind of stuff. So he is an outsider in that movie well, a guy who... Has been tortured by his past, and so he like so he can play Link as this character of, you know, no one likes me. I'm all by myself, so he doesn't talk much because he's kind of a you know dweeb in his own mind. And then he gets thrusted into this situation he doesn't fully understand. He gets put into and he has to grind through. It's the Die Hard kind of um, with Bruce Willis. I'm talking about the movie Die Hard, everyone, if you haven't, if you don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> of the regular guy that has to grind through the and overcome these obstacles as slowly as he can. And that's what kind of what the games are, is you're slowly going through. You're not and you have every time you like you're trying to solve these puzzles and you're trying to do this thing, and he gets thrusted into this world and he meets the Princess Zelda and she puts him on this adventure. She sets him on his way and he becomes the hero that he was meant to be, and he finally gets who he is. And I think Dane DeHaan because he does look kind of childish. We could play a younger character. And if you just look at his face, you're like, that That guy is a fucking elf. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like, I have like that. Like, dude, like when you just do a quiz. Like, look at this, he look has, this picture like, of dude, that. He has, exactly. I swear, he has trouble behind his eyes. Like, he doesn't look like the happy-go-lucky he character. He looks like he's always in distress. He looks like he's always in distress. Like, there's something... I might repost all these pictures off. on my Instagram just in case the <clears> listeners... Or like, I don't really know, and I'm going to post, re- like, it's, it's I have a, comparison photos between the characters and then the actors. It's almost like there's something off about that, the guy in general, like, that actor, and it's like he's hiding something, sort of thing. I mean, his eyes look very, very sad. They I do, think right? he could play that, he, like, he could play up to that. He could play up to that being the outsider 
in Hyrule. He has a just, deep sadness that he doesn't like to show, and I would love to see because every movie or every TV show has to have the low point where the characters are their lowest and they somehow get inspired to move on. That's all part and of the that's character arc. That's, 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 that's what makes him a hero. Yeah. And I would love to see Dane DeHaan do that, like him just giving up. Just absolutely, this is hopeless. This is an insurmountable obstacle. And then just him, just the, the draining come from his face and just his whole body language. I think he'll be able to do that better as that character than really anyone else I can think of at the moment and really embody that character. Uh, like the only way you're going to be able to have that level of acting is like you get a Daniel Day-Lewis and yeah, he's not going to, he's going to look silly in that, in that role. <laughs> which is, no which is funny is it, that, the kid is a really fucking phenomenal actor. Not only that, but he looks like he would. He just looks like the character. He looks like Link. Mm-hmm. So he, it's almost like you found the perfect director. casting. Who's your director? I haven't thought of that, but it's a it's a it is a fantasy thing. And like whenever you think of fantasy, your Ridley automatic Scott. thought is uh, Ridley Scott. I went to <laughs> Peter Jackson. Peter Jackson would be good. because, Peter of, Jackson. but at the same time, he's. I feel like he's done with it. Because the Lord of the Rings, the first, the Lord of the Rings movies, of course, masterpiece. It was his masterpiece, and he put so much of himself in those movies, so much effort. But the Hobbit movies, he just it seemed he just didn't give a fuck. It seemed like he's like fuck it, make it all CGI. We got the budget. I don't give a fuck. So I hey, would, so I wouldn't want it. I didn't enjoy all of those movies, but they were still enjoyable. I uh, didn't like Hobbit, any. I didn't like. It, I didn't like any of the Hobbit movies. What I'm talking about. I understand that. So like, so yeah, director I, yeah, would be I say difficult. We, I say we dig up Stanley Kubrick and we have Dude. him direct. He would destroy these actors <laughs> and know. they would go insane because that's what he does. <laughs> Stanley Kubrick but, is pretty good. But, um, I, so I think it would be like get. I think maybe get any of the directors from Game of Thrones, <laughs> any of them, <laughs> like like pick like the best episodes. Like the person who's done like a consi- I, every season has done a good job on Game of Thrones. Pick that person and be like, all right, you're gonna do this. What's the style you're going for? Because I think Del Toro could do it. <gasps> he would do good with the monsters, <laughs> but like that's why it would be different. It would be kind of different from the going for because it's uh, going to be darker. With I I do think I, that it should I be darker. I want it to be dark. Yeah, I want it to be dark. And they're not going to want to do that because like they said they want it fr- family friendly because it's a Nintendo <laughs> property. That's what people want. We're really. That's what people want. But we want. They'll make me break out my actual ocarina and play this song. What we want is. <laughs> like I want darkness. I want dark night. When I think of my Zelda, <laughs> I want the dark night. <laughs> so Christopher Nolan. I want Christopher Nolan. I want to see it. <laughs> no, like I want, I want some fucking darkness to the character. I know. Oh I'm the hero Hyrule needs, but not the one it deserves right now. So, okay, maybe like an Alan Taylor. Like I, I like I'm tempted to say like uh, David Biddyoff and DB Weiss to do like an adaptation of it, but they're kind of messing up. Like the last season of Game of Thrones, yeah. they fucked up a lot of things. They fucked it up bad. And I think I, and, fuck I don't want. I hate to say this, but I really think that Amanda Peet is about to cheat on David Biddyoff, and that divorce <laughs> is gonna fuck up his entire creative process. Yeah, and that's with uh, fucking oh, uh, Oberyn Mar. Yeah, have Obermar you seen Martel? the way she touches and tries to kiss Pedro Pascal? Uh, Pedro okay, Pascal, wait, wait. it's <laughs> Pedro Pascal. You can feel how wet she is by the picture. 
I mean, let's be honest. If I was married and I had contact with Pedro Pascal, I'd probably do the same thing. I know, it's he's, understandable. I, it's not, I'm not saying it's I can't understandable. That, I can't. <laughs> and I think I he, he's an American. Isn't he like have a like an American accent? Yeah, 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 yeah. He but doesn't have a Spanish accent. The Spanish Chile, accent. When he not. does the Spanish accent, you can have whatever you want, homeboy. Whatever you want. You Marcelo. want the steak? That's fine. That accent, dude. When you do that, that Spanish accent, it's like there's a friend. There's my friend Georgian, her husband works the bar at uh oh, he works the bar he's not the greatest bartender but he has a british accent and i'm always like he's always like you know he says it's nice and he asked me to borrow something anything at work and i'm always like whatever you want man <laughs> you can have whatever you want he is second. it's an accent man. Told it's, you an accent. I am. it's amazing i am oberin martel and do you know why i came the way to the stinking shit pile of a city for you and then he fires a mountain, and it's pretty good. Yeah, the accents, good impersonation. do it. Can you say? Continue um, though. I was trying to throughout your guys's midst of bullshitting with each other there for the. <laughs> I was trying to find a point where I could bring up the Grammys, and I couldn't. So we're just gonna go right into it. Kanye West just releases a new album. Well, the the music of Zelda, you think it'd be good enough to ever like go to the Grammys, for instance? Like, so uh, dude, some of the songs you learn in Ocarina of Time, like let the, the Zelda's lullaby is pretty hey, good. Let Kanye hit it. The Bolero of Fire, and or uh, the uh, uh, the oh, which one was it? The, the Forest Temple one. I can't. But those are there's some really good songs. They they might be able to get thrown the to the Desert Temple song. Okay, the but wait, hold remember on. the music oh, in the yeah, Desert yeah, Temple? Yeah, yeah. That's so the one. Yeah, someone from the Grammys. Will so be able to do. have so Kanye do a mix. You can, but we need to be Chris, you know him, right? Get in contact with Kanye. Give him <laughs> yeah. the music. Tell him to do a mix with that. Yeah, don't you guys... Yeah, I don't think... Actually, the, the, the point in. that you guys are getting on right now, the, I don't think that soundtracks from video games are actually even... like. I don't think that's even And that's a, a tragedy because those, I think that's the hardest music to make because it has to be... Because a movie lasts an hour. Like a soundtrack is an hour. Like a, or just a CD, I mean, or album. You know, every song is like two minutes. Like, we listened to the whole Kanye album, and it seemed like every song was a minute and a half because it was, like, one verse and then just the hook over and over again. That's what I didn't really... That's one of the things I didn't like about it. But, like, a video game, it's, like, one... It's like, they'll play one. Like, they'll play... There's, like, a total of ten songs, and each song gets you played shouldn't really for at least, like, ten hours. Exactly. You shouldn't notice the song keeps... Re- it's repetition. That's the, the song thing. plays over and like, over and over. But you have to, like... It has to be soothing in a way because you can't... Think about it. It can't you be can't annoying. Get irritated with it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like the the um, Legend of Zelda is a good example, but also Skyrim. Like I I pre-ordered Skyrim before it came out. So since ten, I've had that game since ten thousand fucking eleven, and I'm still playing it. I just I just just now got the DLC and I love it. Like and like the music is the same throughout the whole game, but at no point do I turn it off and try to play something else because it's like and that takes a lot of like the Sonic. On the Sonic games, the soundtrack on that, the Mario ones are pretty okay. It's not as good as, but, but it's like, a shame. It's a shame. That it takes these a lot of talent to make music that doesn't get old. Like, but that. you know what's funny is now that we're talking about it, we're hella gonna notice it next time we're playing video games. <laughs> oh, like, I've, I've already, I already noticed it. I agree with that, Nia. I already notice it every fucking time. I, just, I, I just want to use that as a segue for the uh, the grand. But yeah, back Continue. to back to what you said about Kanye and his album. And like we listened, like I said, we listened to the whole thing before the podcast, me and Chris. And I, right. liked, I think I liked two songs on it. I thought, oh, it sounds good. I didn't like the lyrics. Lyrics didn't catch me. 
It was not. But he is it's a lyrical genius. Okay, so wait, hold on. Before Kanye even released this album, he had an album release party in Madison Square Garden where he literally sold out Madison Square Garden without doing a show. He wasn't doing a show. He wasn't performing. He wasn't uh, talking to people. He literally said, this is going to be where I announce my release. You guys should be there. And he sold out Madison Square Garden, one of the biggest venues in America it's that what, you can and sell. And not only is it big, but it's just it's an important location. And it's There's so much history location. behind it. And did, wait, did he just like he just he literally he released, okay? Send the release. Are you goes, ready? Twenty. So he basically twenty sixteen like, uh, uh, February thirteenth. Uh, so I'm gonna be releasing my album, and everyone shows up. He says that for two seconds, and then everyone goes home. Is that what like happened? Cause that's that's shitty. Or did he do like the typical DJ thing where he just put his iPod on shuffle and was like, "Here you go." Like, did he just come out <laughs> and talk to the audience for a millisecond to let them know the release date, or did he play his album to them? I'm confused. These are all great questions. What I want to know is when you're buying his ticket, what are you purchasing? Yeah. Because I looked it up and I can't find anything on it like an actual description of what they're paying for i can't find it all it says is kanye west's opening ceremony it doesn't say if he's performing it doesn't say if he has other people coming it doesn't it doesn't say anything about what the fuck he's actually doing and the whole thing that kanye did because kanye is kanye is he wanted to sell out madison square garden just to tell everybody that he was going to release his album that's literally what he did. So, he sells on Madison Square Garden. He comes out. He says, yo, 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 I'm releasing my album. It's going to be called, I don't know yet, but it's going to be called something special. And it's not only is it going to be called something special, it's going to be the greatest album of all time. Greatest album of all time. Like, and yeah. then, the he went like this. And he literally thought he was Jesus. He put both of his fucking hands up. That's the and, that, and so that's, that's the, the picture. And so that's the picture that you get when you actually buy his album. Now it's it, it's the picture of him doing his little hand thing, but they photoshopped it. He so. nixoned. He nixoned the crowd. He nixoned the crowd. The balls. The balls. All I'm trying to say is like Frank Sinatra would never have done that. Frank Sinatra would never fucking do that. He watered it. Frank had on a show. Yeah. He you had comedy me? in between the songs, too. He, he brought his buddies out. That lineup that he Who had. Who the fuck? Sammy Davis Jr., one of the most talented motherfuckers ever walked the planet. Kanye watergated Madison Square Garden? <laughs> Are you kidding he me? He is a crook, though, and he proved he it. He did go away with it. Um, I just want to say I am a lyrical genius and a, and <laughs> I a am crook. not a gay fish. I am a crook and a lyrical genius. I am a lyrical genius. But yeah, there's a song called Kanye being or something about Kanye being Kanye, and the whole song is Kanye singing about Kanye, and he keeps saying his name over and over. Again. The whole song is Kanye is awesome. That would be a Kanye thing to do. Kanye would do that. Kanye is so awesome. Kanye this. Kanye that. And I had a headache. And I almost wanted to kill myself. How bad that's So song. that's Adney's impression of the track. I, Chris, as a hip hop listener, I love hip hop. I agree with Adney. But so do I. I love hip hop too. And like after that, you go ahead. Every, I think the album's called The Narcissist. I'm pretty sure that's what he named the album. Do you want a ticket to the narcissist? Do you want a narcissistic ticket? Get your narcissistic ticket. That's every single kinda... review 
that I have read, and I go to that track in specifically because I'm pretty sure. Sorry, I misspoke. I go to that track specifically because he, for about a minute and a half, he's literally talking about himself. So the track opens, and he's like, "Man, I met." I wish I was Kanye. If I was Kanye, I'd be doing this Kanye. And if I did this Kanye, then I'd be doing that Kanye. And if I was doing that Kanye, then I'd be doing this Kanye. And if I was doing... And it slowly progresses exactly like that. And all he is doing is saying, I'm Kanye West. I have made it a brand now. Now... Kanye West is a brand, and if everyone isn't wearing Kanye West as a brand, you ain't shit. So that's what I got from it. I feel like that's kind of the similar yeah. vein that Adney got from it. So then what I went is I went up and looked up every single hip-hop forum that you can think of. Rather it be, there's this one called The Verge. Um, there's this one that's called uh, Hot New Hip-Hop. There's this one, there's that one, like The Times... Um, any major article, you can go and fucking look it up right now. Look, look, one major article that you know about hip-hop, put in The Life of Pablo, Kanye West, and that article, and you're going to come up, and every single review is praising it. And what they're saying is that all these other albums were Kanye making Kanye who he is today as a rapper. First of all, before we can even get into this discussion, I have to make this distinction. The persona that Kanye played before he married Kim and the persona he made after he married Kim are two different fucking people, dude. And this album proves it right fucking here. Because this is the album that he made with that fucking skank so asshole. So they're, they're basically like congratulating him saying, okay, well, he's singing about how every album made him who he is. It's like so you're compl you're he's stroking his whole album is him stroking himself and you're congratulating him on taking his victory lap. That's like saying yes. that's like okay so Floyd Mayweather got to where he is by beating guys like Jose Luis Castillo, Diego Morales, Arturo Gatti, uh, Oscar De La Hoya, fucking Manny Pacquiao. And then his last fight, he fought fucking Andre Berto, and you're going to say, he's a genius for fighting the way Andre Berto, that was amazing. Like, no, that was a victory lap. That was him jerking his dick and saying, look how great I am. I can make all this money fighting someone who doesn't belong in the same ring as me. And that whole fucking album is nothing but a stroke fest. It's ridiculous. He doesn't credit anyone else on the album. And I think Chris doesn't like the album because Chris is the only person that can talk to himself in the third person. <laughs> <laughs> only person allowed. Chris is the only person allowed that's, to talk about Chris. Chris, can you tell us why Chris, so Kanye talks about Kanye. Chris is like, Kanye ain't doing it right. Kanye doesn't know how to talk oh, about Kanye. Chris doesn't want to talk about Kanye. 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 Chris. That's all I'm saying. That's fucking funny, dude. I gotta say, like, uh, after that, I was like, because I asked Chris, can you, I was like, please play me the album because I want to hear it uh, right now. And he did, and like, I was like, oh yeah, I like that one, but only that song kind of thing. And then afterwards, he starts playing Chance the Rapper. I'm like, dig it, dig it, like it, like it. Plays a new song. I was like, is that, is that Donald Glover? Yeah, it's fucking Donald Glover. Well, well I thought so because the song is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's like all these albums are, and like a uh, little Dicky. 
Oh, dude, that song is the shit. That song, personality, is that what it's called? Personality? The song where he's talking to Snoop and like... Yes, professional rapper. Professional rapper, my bad. Professional rapper, that song is amazing. money. I fucking love it, That album came out this year and it wasn't nominated. No one gave a shit about it. And all these award shows are... Our popularity contest. That's it's, it. it's so sad because I understand an award, awards. dude. That's I understand an award, man. I, I played sports my whole life, you know? Like, uh, if there was an award for, like, I don't know, uh, being the most dedicated boxer to your gym, would you really be that mad about getting it if you got it? No like, way. come on. No like, way. And if it was, like, a thing where, like, all, my, all the other per- people at the gym were, like, we're going to vote... And decide who gets it. It's still a popularity contest, but if I still won it, I'd be like, I love you. It's I would cry. I would trip on my dress on the way to accepting the award. So shout out to the dumb actress that sucks in every movie. I have a problem with the way that the awards are done now. I don't have a problem with the original idea that you should have an award show. But I also think it needs to be one fucking awards show <laughs> like they all have whether it be music or um, acting or whatever it I think might movies be. have the most yeah movies shows. definitely have that like because dude, they have the academy awards it's the quick, too much. then they have the golden gloves and they have the sag awards and they have the kids choice awards they have the horror awards they have just it's it just the list goes on and on uh, it's too much i'm gonna bring it back to music so like we said these awards are everyone's stroking each other off it's like look at the academy awards actors giving out awards to other actors whatever that's what the golden globes and uh, sag awards yeah. are uh, academy's a little really bit different say, hold on before you go because you're about to go no i'm about to go on music uh, just right let now. me just let me say no. uh, i did not like kanye's album he had about four good tracks on it and all the reviews are saying the exact opposite that was the point that me and Adney were trying Which to make. Which is great. Go. Great fucking point. So I'm gonna... This is gonna be all not the same genre. But I'm gonna give you a good example of... Oh yeah, so this is an artist whose grandfather birthed country music. This is Hank Williams' grandson. His name's uh, Hank the Third. Super but original. this lyric applies to almost the Grammys in general. When we think of the Grammys, a bunch of different artists we don't listen to. None of us necessarily listen to any of the popular artists their lyrics we just don't i don't enjoy them necessarily myself i want to hear lyrics that kind of tell a story that excite me that make the hair on my neck stand up i don't get that with pop music and i know that's so dumb to say that's like so hipster oh i like underground music but yeah, I like underground music. I like lyrics that mean something. That's not appealed to the masses that aren't dumbed down to get the you know something the that actually range. something that trusts the audience to follow along with what they're trying to say, no matter how uh, metaphorical it is. I think yeah. Maybe. So Hank, this is him talking about pop country. It's a song called Dick and Dixie. So the beginning of the song goes. Uh, well, some say I'm not country, but that's just fine with me because I don't want to be country with a bunch of faggots looking over at me. They say that I'm ill-mannered, that I'm going to self-destruct. But if you know what I'm thinking, you know that pomp country really sucks. So I'm here to put the dick in Dixie and the cunt back in country because the kind of country I'm hearing nowadays is a bunch of fucking shit to me. So it's, it's his idea of saying that what you're hearing on the radio is bullshit. But this is the lyric I wanted to touch on, which, which connects to basically uh, what our idea of what 
the mass considers a great album. So he says, we're losing all the outlaws that had to stand their ground, and they're being replaced by these kids from a manufactured town. And they don't have no idea about sorrow and woe because they're all just too damn busy kissing ass on Music Row. You can't even sing it. And no, I'm not gonna sing. Don't ask him to sing. Don't ask him to sing. Yeah, no. But that right there. But that right there. I think it was better that way. That lyric right there. And they don't have no idea about sorrow and woe because they're all too damn busy kissing ass on Music Row. It's all about impressing one another, shrugging one another off. It's not about your own, like your own movement, your yeah. what you're doing for yourself, your own kind of self-evaluation, being excited about what you're doing. Like Kanye just wants people to appreciate him for being Kanye. That's exactly what he's, he's doing. That's, and he's, it's that's, not, what I, that's what I was saying earlier about, like I said before, about narcissism, about having grandiose views of yourself, and you need the uh, like recognition need, yeah, from yeah, the exactly. masses, and that's what he he's constantly telling that he's great, so people will say it back to him because he really wants. But he is also insecure. That's why he's constantly using that auto tune. That's his, because he sucks at singing, and he feels he has to correct it. With a computer as a robot. That's his defense Dude, mechanism. Nailed it. That's his defense mechanism. He needs that. He needs that love from the masses. He needs that. And this is a perfect example of a great artist, Hank Williams III. No one knows about him, and he's basically saying, "I'm gonna do my own thing. Fuck you, whether you like me or not. I'm singing real country. Whether you think this is real country, that yeah. I, my favorite country is a band you showed me. It was Devil Makes Three. And like every one of their songs has a, so much meaning behind it. And it's not just one fucking like verse. It's not. There's several verses for one, Kanye, you dick. <sighs> Dude, the and they never talk about so how great Bill makes three is. They never talk so about themselves bad. at all. So I mean it's about it's about like they have something to say and they're gonna do whatever they can to say it. Doesn't don't care about how the you know, selling out venues. It's about not about getting recognition. It's about pushing I just a want, message. I just want. Sort of thing. I have a view, and I want to see if anyone else shares that view. Can we start this conversation? Yeah, and it's not. Look at me. Look at me. Look what I'm doing. And I'm responsible. You're for nailing that. the I content. You guys are nailing the content, but you're not giving Hank any recognition. That motherfucker can sing. He can sing. Yes. He's, Hank he's hits bad. notes that yeah. there's no fucking way <laughs> me, <laughs> you, or Adam here no, are gonna do it. And I love. Hank Williams III and his grandfather is amazing he birthed country music so when you get this idea of what country is so let's bring it to uh, Taylor Swift for instance yeah I really wanted to talk about that because that was one of because during the I remember when being a kid and country was this super like abstract thing it was more of a Johnny Cash kind of flavor and growing up and it turning into the pop that it is now and one of like the biggest transitioners was Taylor Swift, who this girl who really didn't sing country songs. She dressed country. She looked country as fuck, but she sang very pop songs. Like if Katy Perry sang those Acoustic same songs, Acoustic pop. Like, like it, it transitioned now to way more. I'm not pop. saying that, like the like I'm not saying they were bad. I remember being like, oh, that's a cute song, whatever. I have no problem. Like she writes her own songs. Adorable. That's amazing. That's Adorable. that's great. Like she's very talented. I, I I have a lot of respect for her. And everything, but now she's just this huge egotist. And like, she gave a speech at the Grammys where she's up there for like best album of the year, which of course it wasn't. She has like uh, a, she has like fifteen sorry. people behind her, fifteen people who worked on that album with her. And she says people are gonna try and just 
talk you down and say that you weren't enough and say that you're not responsible for the success and they're going to try and take credit for your fame. But one day you're going to look in the mirror and realize it was you and only you. And it's like, there's, there's people behind you. Yeah, there's a work on the album. There's uh, a to help you. We're still here. We're still here. You have more than a football team behind you who they all worked on that. But they all did that. And that's not it, Stevie. You sh- so shut your mouth and let me say this. The way she got her start. I think a lot of us know this, but her family was very wealthy beforehand. Okay, yes. like you said, like like Helen said, you don't know any woes. You don't know what it feels like to have pain. She had it easy. Not only she like her family made so much money that her mom quit working. This is information I got from my girlfriend. Told me about this, and I flipped the fuck out. <laughs> but so I'm so citing as my resource in case anyone has like contradicting information. My resource is Desiree Torres. Anyways, so I'm saying <laughs> none of our information is fa- we're always wrong. So yeah. if we are right, no, I'm usually right. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, but okay. So her mom quit working in order to drive. Taylor around to every studio they can reach, everyone, and say and shove a cassette and kiss Music Row's ass and say, please play our thing, please listen to our thing. And the dad made her dad made so much money that he was able to be the only one working and support not only the family but this little business venture that Taylor wanted to do. And Taylor wanted to be a musician so bad, Daddy, I want to do it. And she made her family uproot and move to Tennessee to be part of that music scene to try and perpetuate that country kind of vibe. So she had help every fucking step of the way, and yet she's playing the scrappy underdog like like we talked about before. Everyone wants to be that scrappy underdog. She wants to have that mythology so bad, and she's talking about in her speeches is she's referencing like everyone's saying she's trashing Kanye West for what you know, like he's like said in the past and what he says on his track all that other kind of stuff and it's like stop feeling sorry for yourself stop trying to say you had to overcome all these things because you fucking didn't and I know she can write a good song I'm not saying she can't but she's still a douche a good couple a huge, songs like giant her, most of her songs are douche. fucking let's be honest Taylor Swift doesn't blow guys or else she'd keep a relationship like that is, <laughs> yeah, there's got to be a reason why she can't keep a relationship, right? She's not sucking. Wait, hold on. Probably sucks. Hold on. I can person. put a name in there with that whole argument. Jennifer Aniston. How crazy. No, well, she had like one. That was Brad Pitt for 20 years, and then he broke up with her for another woman. So that's like, wow, she couldn't keep one relationship with Brad Pitt, who's an Adonis. So fuck you. She's All getting right. married now with a guy she's is been she? with for a while. Yeah, I guess. Internet. <laughs> <laughs> Internet. You're not the internet, but the internet. You know what I mean? I'm not calling <laughs> What I was going to bring up is... Uh, Taylor... She was right on that cusp until Kanye did that shit. When Kanye, Kanye did that shit... Kanye got a little shit, high, grabbed her award. Kanye <laughs> grabbed the mic from her hand or something like that. Give me that, bitch. <laughs> and okay, so, I'm going to let you finish, but Lil Dicky had one of the greatest albums of all time. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not condoning his actions or anything like that. But I'm not but... like saying they're bad. <laughs> Sorry. I'm just I don't I... Okay, so you're not cool with the fact that a, an older black man forced something upon a white girl? <laughs> like is that No, I think the problem that I'm having is saying that I am. <laughs> okay. <with that. laughs> 
Beyonce what I'm trying had to the say best album of whatever. And one of the greatest music videos of all time. Taylor Swift at that point video. when Sounds Kanye stupid, and yeah. went and did all that, Taylor Swift had one hit and it was the hit. Wasn't yeah. that the one where it's about like teardrops uh, on my guitar or something? No, I, I, th- no. I think it was that one where like we I'm on the charge. Yeah, that one. I'm on the bleachers uh, and I'm on the she's bleacher, a cheerleader. Team captain and I'm on the bleachers. This is actually the lyrics. We did it. We did it. God, these are these lyrics are like Doctor Seuss stories. They suck so bad. I like Doctor Seuss. He was they're catchy. He was originally rhyme. They are catchy. Love story. That's what yeah, I, remember, I remember dating a girl and she liked that song. She's like, that really is like, I feel like that song connects with me and you. That's like our thing. And I was like, oh yeah. Yeah. And my ex, our song, like, or it was my ex from when I was 16, our song by Taylor Swift. It's like, they always our song is a slamming screen door, shaking out. Right, <laughs> right, 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 right. Something. Like, I know we literally have done none of those things. <laughs> like my ex, it was Moon Dance by Michael Bublé, just Which because is it sounded amazing. Nice. Great song, originally by Van Morrison, but Michael yeah. Bublé does That's a like, yeah, way Bublé better version. fucking version. Let's tone it down. So what I was trying to get at oh, is oh God, does his own. <laughs> God damn it. So yes, what were you saying, Chris? Kanye did bring awareness to Taylor Swift. Now, she did have a little bit of, like, a a following and whatnot, but when Kanye went out and blasted her, it did kind of put her on this upper That did make her the underdog for a little while. For, like, a certain second, it was like, oh, we have a clear villain and a clear good guy. And it, like, it got her so much support. Exactly. Exactly. Because everyone knows that bad publicity is still publicity. It's <laughs> that's literally the, the definition of Kanye West. Yeah, and the same goes like look at Edgar Allan Poe for instance. No one knew who he was. He gets blasted in a book and he becomes one of the most influential writer or horror writers of all time because he was getting picked on and blasted in a book by some other guy. So there you go. It's bad publicity, but at the same time it's still publicity. All publicity it's still is good publicity. in yeah. There you go. That's the quote. All publicity is good publicity. It's still in the media. So the whole reason I even brought it up was because how long ago was that? I'm pretty sure you referenced it earlier. 2012, maybe. So like, it was like five. When Kanye blew up on her. Yeah. I want to say like five years. I don't know. Yeah, I was That's thinking not a fact. So the fact. Okay, so it's here's years. where I draw the biggest. Uh, like you're a fucking idiot. Is Taylor Swift has not mentioned it. Goddamn word about you in the past five years. And the first fucking time you get on stage, on like you have a bunch of presents around you, you smash Taylor Swift. He's like, ah, fuck that bitch. And then on top of that, he has his album that just dropped. He literally has a song called Famous. And he says, I'm pretty sure it's like the first or second line in it. I made Taylor Swift famous. He's like, I made that bitch famous. He says Taylor's name. Yeah, he said... I, I, I was like, hey, did he just say Taylor? God, God damn it, what the fuck is the fucking lyric? We're just going to listen to it right now because nah, it's on my phone. I don't want to... No, because it's going to give a good <laughs> I don't want people to think that this podcast supports Kanye West. So. But I think the point is... Okay, like, well, first of all... Publicity hold is, on, hold on, hold on. Because publicity. I already kind of had this discussion ready to go because I am going to get hate on this, and that's fine. Kanye as an artist before was not horrible when he first came out with his first couple albums which was uh college dropout graduation uh my dark twisted fantasy there's all these albums that came out that lyrically and hip-hop wise are completely amazing him as a person i hate 
hate him as a person. But he dropped graduation when I was. That's was my like, relationship with Floyd Mayweather. It's yeah. The same thing. Oh, that's so, I'm so happy that you brought that up because people can relate to that relationship. I feel like for some reason people can't relate to my relationship because they don't actually see Kanye they let as the an artist. They him as a person and cloud the fact that he has done good things with... He did, he's man. Still he did. He he's still did good things artist. as an artist. He's now, still a successful artist, yes. This last album is straight trash, dude. There are There's 18 songs on it. And four of them are 18? good. There's 18? There's 18. We listened to 18 tracks. It was really 18? Because I swear tracks. they were all a minute long then. Because six of them were a minute long. And then five how, of how them... How dare you call that a fucking track? He's gone to that... He's gotten to that point, basically. Those three people are, just, are longer than that. People are just... It was bad, dude. So on it his nuts. That, that's what I was getting so on his nuts that they will let him. It's like faking an orgasm. He's surrounded by yes men. It's, so, yeah, it's women faking orgasms. It's like, how am I going to get better if you don't give me constructive criticism? For instance, fucking um, my, uh, Russell Crowe, he did a musical <laughs> album. I'm not sure if you guys know this, but Russell Crowe made an album where he sung and Trey Parker said... Russell no, Crowe, yeah, you got like, he, so, like yeah. give you the backstory. Trey Parker and Matt Stone, the creators of South Park, they were fans of Russell Crowe, and Russell Crowe invited him over. He's like, "Hey, I'm gonna I'm play my album. my album. I'm gonna play my album for a few friends, oh, and so everyone can listen to it." And Trey thought it was a, like a thing where they can give him notes. Yeah, give him notes. So he sits two producers down, and Trey in between the two producers, he plays some songs. He plays a song, and the producer's like, "Oh, it's great, it's great." And Trey thought, "I'm gonna give you my my point of view," and Trey goes. Maybe you should uh maybe you should take the claps the claps out of the song. And Russell Crowe looks at him, dead in the eyes, takes a huge hit of his cigarette and he goes, <sighs> blows it out and says, Maybe I'll take the claps out of the album I give you. And Trey and Matt go, they left the party after that. They're like, What the fuck? He's and doing after music? that they made and the they episode said, about Russell Crowe. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, Listen, Russell Crowe is a great actor. A great actor. <laughs> that's it he's a great actor so I mean people are just so on yeah people are just so on Russell Crowe or just anybody in general who is that famous they feed into him they feed into him and feed into him they feed their ego they feed their ego because the, like they're riding the coattail you're riding the coattail of this person you want to be part of their entourage if you say anything about them you are you can be kicked out of their entourage and that's the last thing you want you want to ride their coattails you want to make money off of them you want to become famous so you're gonna feed into their ego and that's kind of just how it goes so we have these bullshit people who have this idea of themselves yeah it's kind of where i was wanting to go with this album so with my dark twisted fantasy all these other albums that kanye has done there has been a complete completeness there has been structure there has been this there has been that i feel like something to say he had something to say because of the situation that he's in right now is he's not allowed to focus on his creativity anymore because he has all this other shit he's got he's in debt for 52 million dollars because he what? started How? because he started his own clothing line because I'm pretty sure Chris or Kim or one of the Kardashians put put this put this idea like oh you know well, well if you did this I bet you you can make even more money it's his like, wife could buy him out of it's debt. like She's Kanye so well first rich. of all first of all Kanye did not need to release a clothing line that was fucking stupid bro that was that, stupid that is absolutely because they have clothing lines so like you should do it too because you can also make money it's like you're taking business advice 
from someone who has no talent. The Kardashians have zero talent. No matter and the way what that they've made their you. money is through <laughs> marketing. And it's through, look at me, look at me. It's Kylie Jenner. Da- How you real look- dad is what they became famous off of. Anybody, if, if you aren't like very uh, in tune with the Kardashians, even if you just know who they are, just for a peace of mind on the conversation that we're trying to have, just simply Google... Kylie Jenner before and after plastic surgery because last year 2015 that bitch uh, I think I'm over exaggerating because we just went to 2016 I'm pretty sure the beginning of 2014 she looked like a completely different person than yeah, the like, person that you see in 2015 I think it was it's her two or separate Kim fucking people look like dude. Jafar from Aladdin it's crazy they the, both have it separate the one from before uh, it's a really skinny nose really skinny lips she looks like I don't know a human fucking being and then she goes and then you'll see her a year later and now she looks like a Barbie doll like it's complete it's completely atrocious and I feel like the reason that this album for Kanye got dragged down so bad is he has all this other shit that's going on in his life right now that he can't focus out. Whereas before, yeah, he had all this other shit going on. He had this persona, he had this posse. But once he got in the studio, he was able to shut all that out and start being creative and start being Kanye. I feel like with this album, he wasn't able to shut everyone out. Those Jenners were in there. Tim was in there. Everyone's in the fucking studio with him at all fucking times. And he just wasn't able to be Kanye. Walk the Line is the perfect example of Dewey Cox. So it's a it's a parody of Johnny uh, fucking Johnny Cash. But in the movie, he's like he wrote great. He wrote a great album or a couple great albums, great songs. But then in the end, he he's trying to do a, an album where he's doing a lot of LSD. He's trying to experimental album, and he's like bringing didgeridoos. He's bringing all these weird different people into it, and it's just like. What the fuck sort are you your creating? Fucking life you, out, mate. you don't. You can't take a step back and realize what made you who you are in the first place. I think that's probably that's what, that's one, one of the, the biggest. Here's, problems, here's the thing. Right? What was the uh, uh, the uh, the bigger ones? The bigger Kardashian, her husband, Lamar. 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 Yeah, that's the guy's name. Yeah, he, that guy would. So was dealing with this family for so long, he went fucking mad and he disappeared off the map. And when we found him, he was he was overdosing at a brothel. Like that doesn't happen to normal people going through reasonable shit. Especially a There's famous something- guy. He's a famous guy. He can get pussy. Yeah, this is a guy who's dealt with he a lot has of shit. money. Like, you know? like he's dealt with being famous and like the drama and all the stuff that he has to go through. But as yeah, soon he as was he, with LeBron in the finals. He goes like through he's... this. Yeah, he's no stress. That's stress. But something about this particular family broke him as a human being. He broke, broke. Him. more they than the NBA their... finals. And this family yeah. changed an Olympian into a female. Like there is <laughs> something shit. wrong with this family. Bruce well, Jenner was a normal person, man. That person is part of the family because that person's a horrible human who killed a, someone else with yeah. their car and like dead Bruce no is a very, very horrible, very terrible parent. Very terrible parent terrible. to his kids before he started hanging out with the Kardashians. I think the drama that surrounds their life that makes them famous 
it kills. It drains. It drains everybody around them. And they're succubuses. They're draining the life from everyone around them. And we've all been in relationships where, like, you felt like you were being drained, but it was like, like I think I should suck because I don't feel drained. Imagine that times ten with fucking how many of them are? Like seven. Seven of these motherfuckers who never stop yapping, who There's all they care about is their image and, and like how I don't even mom. think they have parents. I just think they the cells just reproduce. Like they're just they they're like, like bacteria. Morph. They like bacteria. They just morph into more viruses. They just keep poisoning them. They're constantly growing. They they're not. They've never been inside a like, belly. They're I, constantly just. They're like they're. Ditto, they're ditto from Pokemon. They're just constantly... <laughs> their genetic experiment yeah. that went wrong. And what's funny is like, all you anti-vaxxers, all you care about is how these vaccines can cause autism. No, it's the Kardashians causing all the autism <laughs> in your kids. Stop watching those shows, you dumb fucking cunts. Uh, that's so funny. I literally have a Kardashian filter. Do you guys want it? Like, yeah. It's so <laughs> sweet. The the I don't have to fuck around with anything. It's an app, right? It's an app? No, it's like it? Tell on the my internet browser. You have to download it as like an internet browser extension. So you open up Firefox or Google Chrome or Safari and like Adblock. It's exactly like Adblock, but for the Kardashians. That it's absolutely is amazing. amazing. <laughs> that is the I haven't greatest seen Kardashian take all my money. Yeah, take I haven't seen money. Kardashian news <laughs> on my, my laptop at all where i get kardashian is, there is from is my it, phone is there, is there a browser app or anything like that where i it can i can download it and it can make my girlfriend no longer care about them is there oh, anything like that dude when you find that app let <laughs> like me a chip, like they get electrocuted every time <laughs> <laughs> oh that's fucking funny <laughs> we're um we're, we're about time. we're about that time it's, oh, it's it doesn't it's God, the Kardashians are the herpes of human race. Do you got a book for us, Stevie, or what? Uh, yes, I do, actually. So this brings us to the section of uh, Stevie's Stevie's book suggestions. <laughs> it brings us to the section of Stevie's book suggestions. Actually, since we... Um, What's the tongue twister? <laughs> it's funny because the, the book that I'm suggesting was actually played by Russell Crowe, the movie. Oh! Um, so <laughs> the, the book... <laughs> The book is by Sylvia Nasser, and it's called A Beautiful Mind. Uh, I wanted to pitch this book. It's, it's phenomenal. So this book is the biography of uh, John Forbes Nash, a Nobel laureate who was once regarded as one of the best mathematicians in the world. He was best known, best known for his work in, uh, in game theory. Uh, sorry, he's best known for his work in game theory, differential geometry, and partial differential equations, among many other theories surrounding mathematics. John was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia in 1959, and the disease slowly destroyed his mind and deteriorated him as a human being. Uh, and he actually won, sharing with two other people, the Nobel Prize for his contribution to game theory in 1994. He beat schizophrenia and became a normal person, normal in a sense, uh, as he became older. His son suffered from the same thing he suffered from. He beat all that, and yet him and his wife died, I think, last year or maybe the year before, in a taxicab accident. But again, the book is uh, A Beautiful Mind by Sylvia Nasser. You have to check it out. It's amazing. You fucked up, and you read a stat that... 
I'm looking for the word that connects it. Uh, unconsequently leads me to the stats that I actually got read to me. Your matter sounds. Anyways, let me get to it. I'm trying to spit it out. Let me get to it. I was trying to, like, lead into it, but whatever. Anyways, so there was actually a study done on Nobel Prize winners. And the study was, are you creative or mechanical? And what the study started to prove was that the people that were more creative wound up winning the Nobel Prize. And what they wound up actually conducting was a real fucking survey that I can actually give you real statistics on. So I kind of... I, I love ending on the no, book so notes. What I, I do, but I kind of want to give you... Uh, you didn't say anything wrong. Um, it's just more of adding okay. uh, information to what you had. So... Out of Nobel Prize winners, not of Nobel Prize nominees, this is winners. This is only the winner column. Column. Out of the winner column of Nobel Prize, we have two times more likely if you played a musical instrument. Seven times more likely if you were draw or you're some type of graphic artist. 12 times more likely if you actually write short stories or novels. And then the astounding one, 22% more likely. That's a quarter. That's a quarter. A whole quarter of people are more likely to win (laughs) by being a performing artist, as in a magician, (laughs) actor, or a dancer, or an entertainer. So... So what you're saying is we will win a Nobel Prize in our future. Is that what you're trying to say? For this podcast? No, I'm saying I was just saying that um, there's a lot. There's this big stigma that's out there right now. I'm gonna go for the Nobel Prize for physics. That's what I'm gonna aim for. That says that creative people don't do anything. That creative people are lazy. Creative people don't give a shit. There's a, there's this big stigma of like the starving artist, the person who doesn't care about their finances, who just kind of lives life off other people and yeah like that stupid like stereotype that's in every movie or television show so I kind of just yeah, wanted in, to bring it up drug Davis. addict inside the one Davis is a perfect example he, oh yeah, yeah yeah he's like one of the founding fathers Davon Rock of uh, the folk music movement in the 60s and yet they make him seem like a starving homeless man who like feeds off of other people and lives on couches and stuff like that but it's like these people have talent. They're actually played by Oscar. They're Isaacs actually and striving reason they're to in these be positions, somebody. They're creative, man. and they're in that position because they're not selling their soul to be a. They're not. They're not becoming a sellout. Like, I literally could have done that already. I, I literally had that chance. I had that chance to be that sellout and go and go around with that dude uh, Baker from the studios, the, the guy company, that I worked yeah. for. I, I had that opportunity and I was straight like, no. Fuck you. Because it literally made me hate what I was doing. And when you hate your passion, you are not doing the right thing. And that's the quote we're going to fucking leave on. This is the Alcoholicast. Thank you to all my Alkies. And Good again, night. you can find me on Instagram at the last bibliophile. We need to plug alcoholic as you well can... as Facebook under Stevie August Borghese. You can find me on all those social medias: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook as Adney Barreno, Adney Barreno. 
easy to find. Please, if you enjoyed the podcast, share it on Facebook or whatever. Uh, there's a fucking little button, a little ball, little buttons next to the thing. Just freaking share. Please, if you enjoyed us, we really need to get this out. And if you, and I know you guys loved us, so the podcast app, so the way that you guys can reach us, like, directly, rather, like, oh, reaching Steve, you're reaching Annie, or anything like that, it's the alcoholicast no hyphen, at gmail.com. The alcoholicast no hyphen, at gmail.com. So, if there's anything you guys want to hit us up about, like, oh no, you guys are fucking stupid. We would love to get in that conversation. Anything you guys got, we want to hear. If you'd it. like to be a guest, you know, we could do like an over the phone interview. They do it on Cracked all the time. All the time. If you think we're morons, please write us in and let us know. Agreed. So, this is the Alcoholic Cast. You are Al Keys, and we're out.